It is January 17th, 2024. I forgot how to do my own show. Let me say, why was the graphic? This is why, Joel, look, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to warn you now, Joel. I'm about to curse. All right. Well, try and hide it if you can. All right. This is why Joel was fined and suspended for two shows for making uh, ho butt comments. First of all, I knew that every single person in the wrestling universe would start making Mimosa Joe. Yeah. Cause he cited comments. Yeah. It's kind of dorky after a while, isn't it? What? That anyway, folks, I'm riding solo today. Wouldn't that suck if you had to do two hours on your own today? I would, I would just message SP three and be like, Hey, <laughs> come I gave, back. Gave him about as much notice on Monday as yes. I would right now to, to get him on this show. So uh, I, I was telling Jeremy off the air. I apologize profusely. I felt awful. I messaged Jeremy. It was about midnight when I was in Vegas. So about three, almost 3 AM yes. local for Jeremy. And uh, my internet in Please. Vegas was very spotty. And I wasn't able to get anything done. And and also there was there's another side to it, and I'll talk about it on the air. Um, there was another side to it, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't get stuff ready, and I couldn't be on in the weeds on Monday, despite my plans. Otherwise, it worked for Jeremy when he went to WrestleCon, right? It was fine, everything yeah. worked. And then, it, but I'm not. I was in Vegas. I wasn't in middle of nowhere, North Carolina. I put some respect on Winston Salem's name here. That's fair. Winston Salem is a major town in the in the state, but uh, I yeah the 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 hotel internet is not great in any Vegas locale, and I was even hotspotting my phone whenever I could, but that only works so well as well. So I just kind of made do with what I had. Yeah, Joel let everybody down as usual, and uh, so SP3 had to come in. People are giving you credit for your haircut. Joel, Joel, the is a complete diva now. By the way, if anybody wants to know why this show was late, like usually we're late anyway. That's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. But, but today's reasoning is because Joel had to fix his hair. Yes, everybody. I had a disgusting looking cowlick, and I had just fixed it, but I wasn't paying attention enough, so I had to go refix it. It was just like the back was just sticking. It looked bad. It just didn't. I I am a professional on camera talent, Jeremy Lambert. Yeah, allegedly. Steve Macklin clearly didn't finish the job. I'm going to have to have a talk with him. So where do you want to start? <laughs> I mean, look, you, you weren't on Monday's show. I feel like we got a lot to catch up on. Where where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about your, your experience in, in Vegas and sure. all the, the – oh, we're not five minutes in. Jesus. Tom Foolery? Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't say, you know, Vegas words here. <laughs> what is Winston Salem's cage match rating? Yeah, you somebody – you Somebody leave Winston has, uh, Salem out of this, or else they will ban you on Cage Match. Winston Salem wasn't bad. That uh, was a it was a good. Winston Salem got a good Cage Match rating for me, anyway. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't. We're gonna. I guess we're gonna talk about Cage Match a little bit. We're gonna have to. I saw yeah. the article. I saw the. Uh, I saw the post on Cage Match. That was such a good article, by the way. Such a good post. <laughs> Hope you dorks step on Legos. So good. Oh, yeah. those, those things hurt. They too, do, man. Like wrestlers got sick of doing the thumbtack spots and they're like, you know, what hurts worse than that. And it's very relatable <laughs> Legos. And the first person to pitch that, first of all, God bless. Second of all, I want to know what that conversation looked like. Were you, did you pitch it to another wrestler who has family who maybe has had this experience? Like, or did you pitch it to someone who's like, 
Legos. That's stupid. It had to have been someone who got it. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been bad. Yeah, it, those things hurt. They hurt real bad. So Cage Match wants everybody to go step on a bunch of Legos because you dorks are arguing about <clears throat> nothing in the match ratings. You're just arguing about nothing. I love Cage Match. I've said it before. I use it daily. I literally am about to use it um, as I write an article right now. Um, it, it's a great reference. I've seen a lot of people. MLJ had a great tweet of like, Cage Match isn't for like <laughs> ratings and stuff. It's for finding out a two cold Scorpio wrestled so-and-so at Madison Square Garden 20 years ago and it's like about, going down about, this rabbit hole. Yeah, it's about finding out which indie cards Two Cold Scorpio wrestled on and then going down a rabbit hole of those indie cards until you yeah. find other matches. That's legitimately like what it what it's for. I use it every again, every day, like every almost hour when I'm doing an article for references. The the ratings and stuff, someone did make a good point to me of like hey, I wouldn't have watched this match if I didn't see like it had a really high rating on cage match. Like, you know what? That That's fair enough. That, that I understand that. Like, I I don't view it that way, but that doesn't mean those who do are, are, are wrong in that or they there aren't other uses for it. It's like, I get that. If you want to like keep the rating system and stuff, like I can understand that. Comments, I mean, comments should just be banned in general. Nobody should talk to each other. Like, no one should be allowed to interact like, just ever so i'm gonna have uh, here i'll give you i'll give you a little preview um before we talk about the vegas stuff in a few minutes speedball mike bailey and i sat down for almost 40 minutes and in that conversation i brought up um one of his tweets when he replied to i think it was wrestle purist their uh year-end awards mm -hmm. and he basically talked about the underrated wrestler and what really is underrated and are they really underrated and all that we talked about that and then we talked about subjectivity in wrestling and he had some really interesting uh, comments about that so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later but I, I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention that like this is something that people are actively talking about and like jeremy and i will joke about you know comments are stupid but it is kind of part of the process the the question is are you being respectful in the discourse which unfortunately in cage matches situation that's not the case and that's where it's really annoying. By the way, what's not annoying is leaving a thumbs up on the video, subscribing to the channel, and donating a super chat because any amount gets your question or statement around the air. And it supports us here on our fine channel of you Fightful Overbooked. Get them fireworks. More and more, by the way, this is great. More podcasts are starting to find out that you can do this in your Zoom calls, in your, in your stream. And I've seen so many people divert from whatever conversation they're having to be like, fireworks, the hell is this? Big Con was on Cody Diener's podcast and in the midst of something, I, I guess Con is using an Apple device in this interview and he does the thumbs up and Diener just like, he pops. He's like, you got, you got pyro for this story. What's going on? And so more people are starting to figure out like the, we watch wrestling podcasts and a whole thing, the way we reacted when we discovered it. Oh, other the balloons was an all time yes. people, you know, Sean was like, Oh, what, what were some of the best moments uh, in, in podcasts? The balloons, one, me just discovering when they popped up. Two, when the actual balloon floated in with it and it all came to life. That was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tops. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is the cage match situation. Uh, it's, it's, we just got to take the internet away from people, right? Like, yes. That's, that's what this comes down to. We just got to take the internet away from from people just why do we 
people are just dumb. That's that's the only way I can put it. People are just dumb, and and the cage match people are completely correct. And like they just it's it's a petty, stupid flame war. I love the comment of like billion dollar companies. These these companies, I guess Tony Khan cares, but nobody else in these companies care about you defending them and stuff. They're just there to take your money and move on with their lives. Like you don't and everyone always says it, everyone knows this. Most of these wrestlers are friends. Most of these people are have friends in the other company and they want the other company to Eddie Kingston who is notorious for hating everything and w- will give his opinion on on everything if asked and you know can just doesn't seem like he likes anything even he has said like oh like yeah I'll take shots at WWE because it's funny to me it's like a sports team where the Yankees are yeah he's a Yankees fan so we're the Yankees they're the Red Sox we don't like each other but like I don't want their guys to get injured. I don't want their guys to lose their job. I think little shots are fun. That's why I think with Tony Khan tweets and stuff, I think it's fun. When Kenny Omega and Dijak were, when AEW first started, remember that? That was the yeah. thing. Was- I, all that stuff is like silly and fun to me. When you go into, hope you get injured, hope you bring a leg, literally, hope you get fired. That's when, or I want this company to close. That's when you're not a real wrestling fan. You're supporting a a company that doesn't give a shit about you there it's past five minutes i can curse yeah you you got the right timing and and i agree with you uh again this is an ongoing conversation where we we often repeat ourselves it is all about the respectful part of the discourse and the shots are cute the shots are fine you do it with your favorite sports team like you said i if i can make fun of the anaheim mighty ducks then uh who can't the answer is nobody. Everyone can. But I'm not going to say, hey, I hope one of their players, you know, gets injured or is, you know, carted off. Any, I, I would never, because at the end of the day, they're doing their job. If somebody, you know, commented something like, I hope Joel loses his voice, I would be upset. I wouldn't want that. I, don't, I, I hope no one would want that. Uh, if I said something important, then yes, I, I would deserve that. But I don't do that. So, uh, the, I mean, I'm one to talk. I try to fire you every day. I've tried to ban you from yes. this show. Yeah. I hope people realize this is banter and jokes between two friends, everybody. Like, I, I mean, it's actually- been a- been 118 episodes so i should hope have we done that many at least yeah if i wanted joel gone he'd be gone a long time ago like yeah that's the reality of the situation (laughs) director of content dude who pitched a podcast (laughs) if i if if i didn't want joel doing this show with me joel wouldn't be doing this show with me okay Let's, let's face it who else would do this show with you I mean that's very fair. That's that's honestly very fair. Your SP3 would do it. He's he's always you know he's around on thirty minutes notice. So I'm sure if I actually gave him a heads up, then fine. The the problem, the problem with SP3. This is no knock on SP3, and he can no, honestly bury do this. him, bury him, bury him, drag him. <laughs> By the way, thanks SP3 for doing Friday and Monday. <laughs> the the problem with SP3 again. This is actually no knock on on SP3. I don't want to host this show. I I hated Friday and Mondays. Like, oh, I got to like host and move things along. Like, I don't like doing that. I'm sure if I told SB3, if like this was actually our show, like, hey, you're going to host. You're the person who's doing this. It'd be a different show. But you're very good at hosting, Joel. Like, that's why I like you doing this, uh, doing this, this gimmick here. I don't, I don't want to host. I, I like to make my jokes and then move on with my life. Yeah, 
that's how we do it. We just we we make our jokes, we move on, and we beg you for money, and, and it works. Well, like the, the first part works. The money part is like depends on how people are feeling and how the conversation is. Uh, what uh, what else? What else are we gonna do? I mean, I I'm hoping that today at some point we get some sort of update on Seth Rollins. I know that's been a big conversation. Oh piece. man. Uh, oh. yeah seeing seeing what played out and what's really interesting to me or what's what's funny to me is that when i i posted something on twitter and i don't even remember what it was but it was about the the match on monday it wasn't negative it was i think it was a, just a joke that i made and someone who um who does a show on pw torch made reference to the seth rollins injury and i was like mm, i don't know about that but then then i got wade keller being like oh by the way like seth it was potentially injured. He's in the back and he's walking gingerly, so on and so forth. And then Sean, of course, and Wade were, were talking during their respective post shows. So kind of shoring up details. And now the update has been that, you know, we could hear something as early as today, maybe tomorrow. Seth's getting checked out. It really sucks. And I really, really, really hope that Seth Rollins is okay for a multitude of reasons. One, you don't want a guy like that who is a world champion out ever you don't want someone like that injured ever he's had a string of bad luck when it comes to injuries that take you out long term and also it continues to happen to him at wrestlemania season which is just the worst dude was on route to potentially a main event wrestlemania match which he has never had before that he's been actually put in you know the the only time he's been in the final match at a wrestlemania was 31 when he inserted himself and did the heist of the century as they call it now other than that, he's never done a main event match at WrestleMania that has gone on last, and he has the potential to be doing that at this year's WrestleMania, assuming whatever happened to him on Monday is nothing more than just a stinger. So I want your thoughts on all this. Uh, it's it's very unfortunate. Uh, for those who don't know, it seemed like Seth maybe suffered uh, a knee injury in the match. He's going to get things checked out. Um, Sean said we will hopefully know more either today or tomorrow. When it comes to Seth, um, you know, he's, I don't know how the, the back issue was obviously an issue. Like he mentioned it. They also use it for storyline. He continued to wrestle and everything. So like, I don't know how serious it, it fully was. Cause I feel like if it was bad enough to where he shouldn't have been wrestling, he shouldn't have been wrestling. Um, but this injury doesn't seem great. I hope whatever it is, He's good enough to uh, just kind of rest, rehab, take time off on the sidelines until Mania. We talked about, like, we don't know what he's going to be doing. Um, we don't know what he's going to be doing at, at Rumble. I thought maybe he's going to be in the Rumble because I don't know where else he's going to, he's fitting in on that card right now. They haven't really set anything up for him to, like, defend the title. You know, you you mentioned, oh, do a DQ against gender, run it back at Rumble. That didn't happen, obviously. So we're not going that route. I don't know what he's doing at Rumble. I thought maybe he would be in the Rumble match. I If he can take the Rumble off, if he can take Elimination Chamber off, if he can build the program with whomever, likely CM Punk, to Mania and still work Mania, I think that's best case scenario for Seth. And then if he needs more time off after that, okay, give him a little bit more time off. I mean, then Punk's winning your title, and I don't know how people are going to feel about that, but, you know, if Seth is a little banged up, Seth is a little banged up. Maybe Priest cashes in. Maybe that's the Priest cash-in at that point, you know? Maybe that's how they get around it, is Punk or Seth does beat Punk 
Priest cashes in. And so Seth gets the heist pulled on him there. Maybe you go that route. I, I think, again, best case scenario, I hope Seth is at least okay to work Mania, even if that means he doesn't work another match until WrestleMania. Which which sucks for someone, you know, like Bronson Reed, for example. On Raw, he says, I'm go- I am I have my eyes on gold. And coming to Australia, well, that's pretty close to Bronson Reed's, you know, stomping grounds where they're going to be in Perth. So for him to go and potentially have or have had in this case, we don't know, a match with Seth Rollins at that PLE in Australia, that would have been a major moment for Bronson Reed. But again, the health of your champion definitely overpowers any story like that. You give him the time off if you can do it. And what you were doing with him uh, with Seth Rollins at the Rumble, yeah, that's another big story. What was the original plan? What is the new plan? Assuming you know we had to give him some time to rest and heal up, we won't know until we get an update on Seth. And we're hoping for good things. Worst case scenario, he's out. He drops the title. What do we do? I I'll tell you personally, I don't want to see the Royal Rumble suddenly be for the vacated World Heavyweight Championship because no. that would yeah that would just make things. You you got this money in the bank briefcase. This is the easiest way in the world to get the belt off Seth without him having to like just relinquish the title. And again, I don't know what their plans were with Priest. We've kind of theorized. We don't even know if they know what their plans are with Priest because he just keeps uh, cash cash in. What do you mean? What do I do with this? Never seen this before. Like I don't think they even know, but that's the easiest way to get this title off Seth without him just straight up relinquishing it as priest just comes out. It can even be just a promo segment. You know, Seth is out there just cutting a promo, like fired up Royal rumble. Let's go jumped by judgment day. Our truth is coming out and making jokes. And Seth is like laughing and ha 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 jump from behind cash in, take the title. Don't even have to work an actual match on that. He just takes the title that way. If if they do a relinquish gimmick because Seth is hurt, that's very stupid. Just get the belt on Priest with the cash in, yep. and and then and then you're off the briefcase as well. And then you figure out what you're doing with Priest. Remember when Cody was injured and had his his tricep tear? Uh, the, the his whole feeling was like, why wouldn't I work the match? It can't get any worse. And if that's the case with Seth, you know, again, the worst case scenario, if he is injured and needs that extended time off. If he can get in the ring and at least like do cut a promo and do all the things you said, yeah, that's the perfect way out. And it makes Damian Priest look strong, makes Judgment Day look evil, and you get a new world champion that has the old world champion going after the new world champion after he gets back from injury. So there's time there. How long the Damian Priest story would last given the circumstances we just laid out? That's a bigger question. Do you have Damian Priest hold on to that title long enough or does he drop it almost immediately? At which point it's like, not that they were really building priests currently with that money in the bank briefcase, but it almost seems like, oh, well, then what are we doing here? Who are we building out of this? And then, you know, the conversation. Shifts. I think do we blame punk. Do we blame like, who do we who's the, who's to blame here when really the flame is on the creative, not on the returning CM Punk or Drew McIntyre having a great showing as his latest character, things like that. So I, I think if you, if you do this, let's say you do this priest wins and everything it the time some of this is going to depend on timeline right because it just it just is um let's say let's say it's this week you learn seth learns what happens it's this monday on raw go home show for rumble priest cash in okay we do that 
Uh, I think Priest loses the belt to Drew before Mania. You do Drew and Punk at Mania. That's the Mania match in in that case. I know Drew's contract situation still is there, um, but Drew will do good business. Drew will, and look, Drew's price might go up off of all this as well. Uh, I, I think Drew is staying in WWE. I've kind of always leaned towards that. Maybe he takes time off, but he just had time off last year after WrestleMania. I, I think now if, if Seth is out, Drew is a guy you know you can count on to step up in these situations. Put the belt on him. Do Drew and Punk at Mania. That's a feud you've kind of already been building as well. Like based on the, the promo the other week, you've already kind of laid a little groundwork with this feud too. Some of it's going to depend on Cody. If you're doing rock, Cody's going to need something. If Seth is out, Cody and Punk headlining night one. That's that's something there. Like they have, this is the good thing. They have pieces in place to where if Seth can't go for WrestleMania, you can slot a number of guys in there to to work whatever Seth was going to work or to just work the main event match and still make it make sense with Punk, with Drew, with uh Cody, Priest having having money in the bank. Like these guys make sense to take that spot. Yeah. Uh why Solo saying it might be a small signal that WWE needs to look to get some younger talent in their main event scene soon. Seth, Cody, Roman, those guys aren't getting younger. It's a good point. At the same time, you gotta go with the the fans choices people are talking about casuals in the chat and casuals unfortunately do not have the same attachment to i don't know throw out a name that's in the mid card right now shinsuke is also in his 40s johnny gargano and tomaso champa who are also older older uh but the point the point really stands to reason that fans aren't there they haven't been on the same journey that they have been with other wrestlers who are in the main event right now so drew mcintyre for example and also, we're lucky that we're at a point in wrestling where, at this age, they're in their primes, right? So, uh, yeah, Chad Gable's another one. People are saying Austin Theory. Like, well, Theory Theory's a whole can of worms. That, that's just a charisma vacuum right now. But uh, Grayson Waller's a good example. People could get behind Grayson Waller, heal their face. Um, L.A. Knight is also in his 40s. Anyway, the point is, there are... Don't put Austin Theory in any of... Not, can we ban bonkers... No, I, I sometimes like bonkers. Uh, anyway, point being, like Mello, Mello's a good one who's on the come up. Again, I actually, uh, I like what they're doing with Mello. I think that they're doing a good kind of, creatively, I don't love it. In terms of getting him out there in front of people on SmackDown, because not everyone's watching NXT, I think that's being well done. Because we've we've shown time and again, there is a disconnect between NXT fans and main roster watchers and fans. So you bring in someone like Mello, have a few matches, have different kind of storylines going. Uh, it's not so, so bad. But for people like us who are watching everything, yeah, it's a little disjointed. But they're doing well with getting him at least on people's radars. My issue with Mello, and it's not an issue necessarily with Mello, it's an issue with NXT creative, is... They've gone way too long with his who attacked Trick Williams storyline to where I don't care at this point. I assume they'll wrap it up at Vengeance Day because now we're getting Trick and Ilya 
at Vengeance Day. But Mello factoring into this and then also working main roster stuff. I just just wrap up the NXT stuff. Bring them up. If you're going to bring them up, bring them up. Have them go from there. But that story still going. Mello's probably the attacker and probably going to come out big time heel off of this. You got to do a match against Trick. He's baby facing on SmackDown because he's facing uh, Theory and Waller. It's just it's just disjointed, disconnected for me, and I, I I'm not I'm not a fan of it. And I understand that. That's why I'm kind of getting at like those who are watching both shows are kind of turned off by it and and understandable. Uh, but for those who are just tuning into SmackDown, see this new guy who's got a lot of charisma and has got a lot a lot to showcase in terms of his matches. They're doing a pretty good job. So now it really does become how quickly do we get to the end of Mellow on NXT? And like you said, it feels like it's going to be stand and deliver because they're going into Vengeance Day. Potentially, well, the story seems to be Trick versus Ilya and Trick and Mellow versus whoever on the other side of the, the Dusty Cup. So that's good. They're going to build Trick as like the guy, the guy who either works hard twice, does two matches and wins or he wins one, and then his partner that just won the Dusty Cup with him costs him the other. And then they do the match at Stand and Deliver. That, I'm, I'm interested in the story, but you're right. It has no bearing on the SmackDown side of things. And that's a problem. Aren't, if you win the Dusty Cup, you get a tag team title match. So what, I don't think they're winning the Dusty Cup. I think that they lose in the finals. Mello screws up. And in trick, maybe like he doesn't lose he doesn't lose the pinfall because if he's wrestling twice on that show, you can't have him. You know, this is my complaint with MJF Adam Cole. You don't pin the guy and then have him wrestle for the world title later on. So Mello gets pinned. Mello's the one who screws up. Trick's like, it's okay, it's okay. Mello is like mad at himself. He's like, I'm gonna make this up to you. I'm gonna make this up to you. And so he comes out for the world title match his kind of interference backfires or whatever to where trick wins. But then Mello does attack at the end, reveal his attacker trick Mello at standing deliver for the title trick will trick wins Mello move up full time, but then he's a heel at that point. Like you, you gotta go full on heel with him. Well, um, it depends on presentation when you get him back to SmackDown. If he goes up to SmackDown, there's a baby face after being this dastardly dick in NXT who took out his best friend and tried to cost him the world title. That's stupid. That's why I think it's stupid now. At least now, like he's kind of baby facing on NXT, even though everyone is side eyeing him. At least you can make an argument that he's, you can't make the argument after he's revealed as, allegedly, assumingly, as the attacker here. They could swerve everybody, and he's not the damn attacker. And it's like Ridge Holland attack trick for reasons because he's just trying to injure everybody i was gonna say it was gonna be tank bear hill sure why not Braun breaker is taking everybody out not again you're right it is presumably carmelo hayes if it's not then that is the i told you so moment (laughs) it's goldberg that's right chat's got it uh yeah and if it's not mellow then it's the i told you so moment but the but no one else makes sense no one else there makes sense unless they're gonna do what Ilya turns heels doing that either yeah so we'll trick faked that. the injury he faked the injury just to get out of the match that he wanted i don't know perfect put it on a plate let uh what's his face uh, sean michaels let him deal with the the outcome sean michaels should just win the title and then just 
that'll pop the ratings. Yeah, should it be in the ladder match though? Oh, of course. Okay. They're gonna, oh man, they're going to do a ladder match. It's uh, Vengeance Day. They haven't booked a ladder match yet. Is they? it going to be the tag titles or is it going to be for Obafemi's North American title? Mm. The idea of like super tall Obafemi versus a bunch of mid cards. It's the carrying cross effect. That's right? facing you, Dragon Lee. He's facing Dragon Lee at Vengeance Day though. Is, is it official or did they just make the challenge? Because I, I mean, they like, nah, no open challenge. It feels like it's official enough. I don't think they're going to do a, a big multi-man schmoz there. It feels like it's just going to be Oba and Dragon one on I mean, The show after tonight, the, like after last night's show, there there's only one week to build. So like you've got one more TV is what I'm saying. And then it's the show, isn't it? Or is it no. two weeks? No. Oh, no, Vengeance it's... Day isn't until February. Yeah, it's February 4th. So they got two TVs. Yeah. Okay, so they have two TVs. What division is super stacked that they don't have any opponents? That's the tag division, right? They don't have any other stories really going on. Well, what's Chase U doing? They were in the Dusty Cup. They won last Well, the, the the Dusty Cup winners get a tag title shot. So you're not doing a multi-man schmoz for that. Yeah, but do they get the tag? I thought the tag title. No, the finish for the tag title tournament is at the is at, uh, is at Vengeance Day. Is it? Is the finals yeah, of Vengeance Day or the fi- match yes. of Vengeance No, the finals of the Dusty Cup is at Vengeance Day because okay. that was the whole trick and mellow thing. Oh. That's where they came up with that. They lost. Okay, so so Chasey was out okay. of the Dusty Cup. But yeah, the finals of the Dusty Cup are supposed to be at Vengeance Day. All right, I don't think you're getting like a tag team title match then. I think you're just getting the, the Dusty Cup finals. I don't know what you're, you're going to do with it, that. Like, you're already looking at four matches for this show. They usually keep these, these NXT cards at like five, maybe six matches. So... I don't know if you're going to get too much more on there. There's probably some multi-nonsense, uh, whatever, happening, I assume. Maybe not, because they've also done these, like, we have all the titles on the line, plus we do one grudge match. And then that's that. Because remember, they did the uh, the the match that, was it Fallon Henley and Keanu James in the cage? Or was that, no, that was Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Roxanne and Fallon. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, I keep saying, I get Fallon and Keanu mixed up sometimes. So Keanu James and Roxanne had the match. And that's when Izzy Dane came and said it is what it is. Uh, and that's how we felt about that partnership. So instead, oh, they'll do Lola Vice versus uh, Electra Lopez after last night. Because they okay. turned to each other. There you go. There, there's, there's, and they'll make it for the, for the, the, the cup, the, the, the title match. The, the contract. All right. All right. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We spent way too much damn time on NXT. That's yeah, I don't sure. know where that came from. I think it's because I actually watched it live last night instead of <laughs> catching up on everything else that I had to catch up on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, so I went to Vegas. <laughs> you went to Vegas. Joel. Yes. How, How was you, that? I had a good time. By the way, shout out to Mark Hoke, who hosts the Mark Hoke show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to their YouTube channel, please go do that. Go do that now. Uh, I was on for the entirety of Sunday's show. He is not only a fantastic radio host and interviewer, but he also was very helpful, very just a big, big help in a lot of different ways. I just want to shout him out and really appreciate all of his hospitality and everything he did while I, for me and with me while I was in Vegas. So shout out Mark Hoke right off the bat. I know Jeremy has also been on, on his show as well. Uh, uh, Mark Hoke sent me a message that you had brunch, lunch, dinner, whatever he did with him. And you guys, he texted me a picture of you flipping me off. So I don't like either of you. I have no recollection of this photo. Okay. I mean, it, do I need to put it on the screen, Joel? You could, but it also could have been AI art. 
Mm. It's a live photo, by the way. It shows oh, up really. live. Y'all are drinking a Pepsi. Yep. Which is, you know, uh, brand allegiance there. Vegas is basically run by Pepsi. It's kind of ridiculous and, and kind of great for me, at least. Everywhere you go, it's Pepsi everywhere. Like the hotel. Look at this. Everywhere. Should I fire Joel Pearl based on this photo that's going to take five years to upload? Because I can't remember if this photo allegedly was taken before or after I ate. It was before. I had not eaten, so I was very hungry. But you're and- smiling. Yeah, because As I'm you ready flip for me my off. Food. Yeah, I'm ready for my food. It was a very exciting moment. The food was delicious, by the way. Went to a place called Fuku Burger. Very the good. message says, Joel wanted me to let you know after he had so much fun on today's show that you're fired. How am I fired? Yeah, I don't I don't re- I don't recall that part. Well, it happened. You can take that up with Mark Hoke. Well, the first part, that's true. I did have a good time on his show. We had a really, really good conversation about a lot of different things. Uh, and that was that was fun. So go check that out. It's on his YouTube channel. They also are live over real the real radio over in Vegas. So uh, I really do appreciate Mark for a plethora of reasons over the week. Uh, let's, uh, let's let's talk about everything. So I was there for TNA Hard to Kill. I figured once they made the announcement that TNA was coming back and that the show was going to be in Vegas, I said, "Sure, let's go. Let's do it. This is going to be a big a big opportunity because I cover TNA for uh, for Fightful and." It did not disappoint in a lot of different ways. It was hectic in a lot of other ways. Getting my interviews sorted uh, was a bit of a pain in the ass because they were doing West Coast shows on East Coast time. So what that meant was, as I'll pull the curtain back, clearly Steve Macklin and I did an interview, and clearly that means the two of us had to talk before we got there. Uh, as, As we were trying to sort out when... He's like, my call time is 11 a.m. And I'm like, that's gross. Most wrestling events, it's like 2, 3 o'clock because you have a 7 or 8 o'clock start. No, in this case, because it's a 4 p.m. start, he had to get there for 11 a.m. And then he's at the building until, I guess it was 8.30, 9 p.m. local. It just messed things up, Get trying to get interviews. My interview with Speedball, it happened on Monday because we were both there for an entire day. Speedball had a seminar over at FSW, and I had the day in Vegas because I decided to take the red eye back on Monday so I could get work done in my hotel room and just, like, enjoy a day in Vegas. I went to go see the Golden Knights. That was a fun time. Uh, but, yeah, so so getting interviews Fun sorted was a rough game. it was a good good uh, golden knights game too mark stone got a hat trick fuck him i know he never played for anyone else than a team i like i don't like the golden knights i'll forever just try to bury them at every chance i get okay so i had plans to see the sphere i didn't actually see the physical sphere until i was leaving town and that sucked, but uh, but also I've seen enough videos. What was what was the outside photo of the spear? Of the it, spear. they were just doing some purple bullshit. It wasn't anything oh. actually happening. Yeah, so it's fine. That's lame. They should they should have had something cool on it. They should have. They should have done a whole TNA hard to kill promotional. <laughs> How much would that cost? You oh, think? Too much. Way too much. TNA should have been the ones to run the spear first. They got money. They they so paid old Nick. They paid Nick Nemeth. I mean, they come cheap. I have a feeling they just transferred one big star's money to this guy. So Razo, Diana, they no. had all that money earmarked for Diana. They just gave it all to Nemeth. You jest, but no, there's another knockout who lost her world championship who probably had that money earmarked and sent over to Nick. Yeah. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, Nick probably cost it more than both of them. Like, well, this is this is the reality of TNA, right? There have been a lot of short-term contracts. They did the Trinity's contract was less than a year. I think it was six months originally, and then it got extended for three more because she was enjoying herself. Uh, and then, of course, WWE came calling and probably brought a dump truck full of money with it. Uh, so it feels to me like Trin was really enjoying herself and refinding herself in TNA, which was wonderful because she did have a great run. But when money and the opportunity to work with your partner comes calling, sometimes you want to do that. I, I was talking to someone in TNA and I was just like, yeah, sometimes you want to work with your partner. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're happier being apart. Uh, yeah, Diana was like, I got to get away from Macklin. Yeah, that was kind of the first question <laughs> I asked Macklin. I'm like, how does it feel to be away from your wife? He's like, oh, it's great. <laughs> but uh, that, that, that's the thing. Some people are happier when the business is not fully encompassing their lives. And, and to be honest, Macklin and Deanna, they are, uh, they are people like that. Not that they weren't happy working together in TNA, but that was one thing that they talk about is like the, this, the time that they get to spend at home, not talking about wrestling or, or the non wrestling related conversations that they have. They loved working together, but there's an opportunity to like decompress and not be in wrestling talk mode. So that was cool. Um, Diana did a did an interview, uh, you know the the welcome to AEW interview with Chris Jericho, and I'm uh, sure next week there will be one with Aubrey and Will Washington on AEW Unrestricted. Yeah, uh, so so she did that, and she she was asked about Macklin and everything, and she was just like, yeah, it, like it was good working next to him and being alongside of him and everything. But now it's like, okay, we can have a little supper time, come home, reconvene. Have do do what we need to do there, and like that's good too. So, uh, like they were they worked together for for years, and especially with the impact taping schedule, ain't like you know they're on the road twenty four seven or whatever. Macklin's working a couple weekends out of the year, and otherwise he's home the rest of the time. And Deanna, she'll be on the road now a little bit more, but you know it ain't like Macklin's gonna be uh be be busy every week i mean he's, he's doing more indies and stuff which is really good but he's not traveling like a, an AEW or wwe schedule or anything it's really cool that uh when she made her debut the other the other week macklin was there to to support and everything i like steve macklin mainly because he doesn't like you so yes we actually we had a very very nice chat we spoke we did about 25 minutes that's unfortunate uh, on the air and, and 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 we immediately started by you know I wouldn't say squashing our beef, but having a conversation, catching people up as to where where it all came from, and we blamed you. Uh, what among others? Yeah, you know, because and also we blame Sean because Sean is just you know shitster number one at Fightful. <laughs> Why I get blamed? I don't, I've never tried to get any wrestler ever to beat you up. That's right. So we figured now would be a good time to bring that up, and uh, yeah, we had a, we had a really good chat. We, we did. Uh, we talked a lot about. Uh, TNA. We talked a lot about Diana, of course. We talked about everything. There, and I realized after I left off camera, he and I talked about Mercedes and Bailey having shown up at Hard to Kill. Right. 
And I meant to ask him about it. And apparently I didn't in the interview. Wow, <laughs> Joel. Like we were, because we were talking what, about the What connection. kind of scoops there are you if you're not getting Mercedes scoops? I know. That's why I, I've been so bothered about the fact that I messed that up. Or it's in there. I haven't, li- I haven't listened back to the entire interview, but I think it's in there. I don't know for sure. I don't think it is. But either way, it was basically he was talking about like the the look at us the the whole like we were in nxt all together we all had different like we've all had different paths but we're finding success it was a really like a really good conversation about uh just seeing them there and, and you go go harken back to what you were saying about uh the cage match stuff and how other wrestlers are really just all mostly all friends and just hang out and support each other that's what mercedes and bailey were doing they were there to support their friend trinity and also other people in that locker room that they know it just so happens that they can't be as outward about it because you know they're they're out here this this was i'm gonna lose my take my head this is this is how they were there we go just trying to watch the show just like this you need you need sunglasses can't hear you joel my headphones are out i know the point is yeah you gotta wear some uh, put on sunglasses so uh yeah they were i was saying you gotta put on sunglasses oh yeah i don't have any sunglasses uh next to me so i can't can't do that sorry so they were there of course uh sean and i were, were chatting through the show and he's like, did you get photos? I'm like, Sean, there's like a billion photos currently. Did you see Triple H, Joel? Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I talked about this on the photo show. Okay. This was very funny for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, did you see my tweet about who it actually was? I did. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, let, let, let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> someone, someone had posted a very blurry potato photo. Like, blurrier than a potato. It was almost like a potato had rotted it was given to Andrew Zarian and then Andrew Zarian ate it and then he puked it up. And now that was the, the quality of this photo. And they were saying, OMG, Triple H might be here. We got to break. I'm going to bring this photo up. You get the photo up? Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and the photo you'll see in a minute. While it's very blurry, it is a tall, uh, bald man. You can tell he's bald, wearing a tie and wearing a shirt and slacks and conversing with someone who's you know dressed in presumably black and has regular hair and so on and so forth while jeremy pulls up the photo i when i saw it i was like i know exactly who that is that's not triple h and like there's no reason for it to be triple h because there is no working relationship between wwe and tna uh do you have the photo yeah yeah um you know (laughs) it takes it takes a second to, (laughs) to upload here what like i don't even know how you would surmise that's triple h like you can't make anything out of it there is no face looks like friggin rorschach from watchman out here this man doesn't have a face at all and the person next to him with the what looks like he's wearing glasses and a beard in the pink yeah. I thought for a minute that that was Santino, that that was Anthony Corelli. But no, I, I, it's not. But like they're up in the, uh, so you see the truss of the X. So they're in the the, the second area, the second uh, seats in the palms, the uh, one of the boxes. And I, I saw it and I was like, I know exactly who that is. Triple it, H, clearly. It was Triple H. No, it was it's Ross Foreman, who is the, yeah. so, so for those of you who actually watch TNA, he portrays Dr. Ross. So he's like one of the, the, the doctor on the show, uh, which has been an ongoing bit for years with Ross. And he was also, uh, he's also the, the media relations guy. He's the head of PR. He's the guy that, that I go to 
for 99% of the interviews with TNA talent that you see on this show. So on Monday, uh, Sunday, when we went to the Snake Eyes TV tapings, I ran into Ross and I was like, did you see the photo of you from the show? People thinking that you're Triple H. He's like, what? No. And so I show him the photo and he just laughs. He's like, uh, he's he's even looking at it. He's like, is that me? He's like, that's got to be me because no one else at work wears a shirt and tie. It was clearly Triple H yep. there to scout uh, all, all the TNA wrestling talent. There to support Nick Nimeth a few months after releasing him. Well, that wasn't Triple H's fault. Uh, a few months after releasing him, there to support Nick Nimeth uh, at, at TNA, hard to kill. That's clearly who it was. They have an ownership stake in the Palms, right? Because Nick Khan yeah. owns Las Vegas, if you ask anyone. So we had a good we had a good laugh about that. Uh, yeah, that was just a, that was a moment. Let me tell you, seeing that photo and being like, "No, I know who that is," and none of y'all are going to get it unless you're like in it. So <laughs> we had a good giggle about it. Bless Nick Nimeth, by the way. I know you, you gave me thoughts on the, the post show. No, and, I um, didn't because uh, no. I cut off after an hour. So there's some matches that I haven't really been able to talk about yet. Do you want to do you want to? All right, I'll set you up for, for old Nick here. Because I, I gave my thoughts on, on Monday uh, on that show. Um, he broke a million views on the, the TNA YouTube. Uh, Garrett Kidney, the GOAT, Garrett Kidney pointed that out yesterday. And uh, yeah, it was the first thing that did a million views I, I research. Yes, I actually uh, I'm sometimes get at my job. Check cage match? No, you can't check cage match for YouTube views. Although, that would be helpful. That would be very uh, helpful. That would be very helpful. You got to use Brandon Thurston for that now. Yeah, yeah. Thurston's got this gimmick going on that he does all this. But it was the first million views like segment thing since uh, Mickey when – just before she was doing the rumble when she was the knockouts champion and just be, and she did like a state of the knockouts ad address after she'd been announced for the rumble. But Joel, it was not the first million views since then they had uploaded a video about two, three months ago that broke a million views. It was a, a way back video. Do you know the way back video that did over a million views for them? It's gotta be a sting video. Was not Sting. Not Sting? Nope. Was it Joe and Kurt? Nope. It's going to be something stupid. The complete history of... Jeff Hardy? Aces and eights. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, let's go! That, it's like a three-hour video, and it's over a million views. They do that, and that's where AEW <laughs> did the time... I'm not saying that it's directly correlated, but now that AEW does the timelines video, and WWE does the playlist videos. and those, Some of those long form. By the way, really by fun. the way, Joel... I don't know if we pointed this out on this show. I certainly pointed it out uh, on Twitter. I'm running AEW's YouTube, clearly, because all of a sudden I make suggestions and they're making a bunch of changes here. If I got paid for everything that I actually helped AEW with, from merchandise, from YouTube help to social media help, I wouldn't have to do this dumb show. I would be in Tony Khan's pocket. Tony Khan, like, you get. You're getting paid for Tony Khan. You're getting paid by Tony Khan. No, Tony Khan should be paying me as much as I help them out, but I don't get I don't get anything from it. He's not going to sleep with you, Jeremy. I know. We've already, we've already done that. Already oh yeah, done. we did that. We, we did that bit, didn't we? Yeah. Oh man. Yes, it's it's all tribalism, but uh, yeah, Nick Nick Nemeth debuts with TNA. The one million views, I think, is great. Uh, the the uh, unveiling. Okay, so. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the tapings because the stuff that that was taped on Sunday will air on Monday. Or sorry, will will air on Thursday. And Crest the Star and I will talk about it on the post show. But uh, Nemeth comes in with with history. He comes in with cachet. He comes in with some people that he knows, which is nice. Um, and listen, when you do a big signing announcement, you're not going to please 100 percent of the people, right? The amount of times in early AEW when you know they would promote a big signing or whatever it it was never really a 100% hit. Nemeth coming in wasn't a 100% hit either, but if you look at it from uh from a, an important standpoint, in other words like how important they are, their experience in WWE as a former world champion, as a as a a main eventer, as someone who has a long-standing history with WWE, then yeah, it makes sense. Now people are going to say, "Oh, they just brought in another former WWE main eventer and thrust him into the main event scene." They are they they're inevitably going to have a title match with with Nick Nemeth. Like that's just if you don't think that's going to happen, then I've got a bridge to sell you and go on. Like it's that's just it's inevitable because he brings in that cachet, he brings in that history, and he brings in that experience. That's fine. The story of how they get there, I think, is going to be a little bit longer, and also it's going to depend if the creative and the pay is good enough. He will stick around a little bit. It comes down to how long his contract is and what the expectations are. Nemeth is working everywhere right now i got to i mean shit i got to watch his first tele or not televised his first match since his wwe release that was taped on sunday for thursday's show and that was pretty cool and he had and he looked good and he had a good match it was it was against zachary wentz that was already you know that was promoted uh but that was his first match back since leaving wwe and it was a good match solid match and everything that comes from there uh i think it's going to make sense because it's not a hard story that they're telling and it's, it's going to be fine. So Nemeth was a good signing. I think he's, he's not going to be there super duper long term. It's not like they sold him for, brought him in for millions of dollars for millions of years. It's looks like millions of dollars for a short term deal, <laughs> which is fine. He'll, he'll be everywhere else. He's going to work new Japan, right? He's going to work the Indies. He's, he's already out there working. He's working Puerto Rico for Christ's sake. Like he's, he's signed, sealed and delivered. He's doing it. Yeah. He's already working. He's going to be working New Japan here soon. Uh, he's got the match against Finlay. Uh, he's working GCW against Cardona. That's right. Up. Um, yeah, he's working that the World Series of Wrestling Australia tour in a few months. Uh, that might actually be February. Um, yeah, he's working in Puerto Rico. He's going to be everywhere. I, I talked about this on Monday. I don't think it's to the level of a Christian Cage card angle, and I explained why. Um that's no knock on on Nemeth. It's just we've seen him for 20 years in WWE. And there there's just a little there's a burnout factor with that, where there wasn't that burnout factor as much with uh with a Christian Cage or with a Kurt Angle. There's also the factor of Kurt didn't like necessarily jump on his own, but he left WWE for the reasons Christian did jump on his own. Nemeth was released. It's just that's a fact of it. It was would he have gone there? If he wasn't released, he signed plenty of contracts over the years to where he could have jumped. And he's like, no, I'll just kind of stay in, in WWE. So, but the, the thing with Nemeth that I like and I appreciate is what I said on Monday is a lot of these WWE wrestlers, they go one of two ways. They either want to go out there. They're going to enjoy the hustle. They're going to uh, like get to the grind and like, all right, I know I got to book my own hotel, book my own flight, do my own bookings and stuff. Now 
cool. I want to do that. I want to put myself out there. I want to do all of these things. Or they're going to, that stuff's going to catch up with them. And be like, oh, this kind of sucks. I don't want to do any of this. Like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm good. I'll just move on from wrestling or take very select appearances and hopefully WWE will hire me back uh, in, in, in due time type of thing. He decided, the Nemeth, I think, has always been a wrestling fan. And so him going this route makes a lot of sense. And he feels rejuvenated. And that's good. And look, it, it got big YouTube views for them. And I hope it pops some, pops some ratings for them and helps them out going forward. They got a lot of buzz coming off of Hard to Kill. They always get a lot of buzz coming off their pay-per-view shows. It's a matter of what they're going to do to follow it up. I like some of the stuff that they set up at the, the tapings and everything. And so we'll see where it goes from there but i'm looking forward to to nimeth's little run here in tna for however long it lasts so when you inevitably go to i don't know another outlet like wrestle purist will you change your name to jer by elegance that was a weird one uh it was weird in the sense that because there was this big signing looming over everyone's head they had to make it feel like she's big but she's not that name right you know so this was kind of their way and 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 i'll tell you like no no spoiler but like she she did not appear in front of the live crowd at snake eyes does that mean she's going to be on the show on thursday i think she will they probably have a promo taped with her backstage but no they didn't put her in front of the live crowd uh they they more set up i think some other stuff for the the upcoming no surrenders show and they'll probably set up whoever ash has her debut against will either be at the tapings in um florida this coming weekend or they'll push it to february when they do no surrender here's where i'm a little bit concerned with with this um one she's already drawing comparisons to tony storm i that's not great it's not her fault bullshit by the way i'm just this is something i did want to bring up on the post show and this this was when my internet cut out on the post (laughs) show so maybe tony storm and everyone it's like someone said like tony khan heard and cut his internet no i think it's bullshit he she's not portraying an old-timey movie star first of all you don't even know because the she's called ash by elegance she's very clearly trying to be like a model She's trying to be a an elegant star, not a movie star. She's not this. It's not the same. And I don't think anybody can say it's the same thing until we see more than three seconds of of her on television. Yes. She was just literally there, standing there. She was all dolled up and she was everything. Like a Vegas showgirl, like in the most respectful way. She just yeah. We don't know what this gimmick yeah. is. We we just don't. But we can obviously make assumptions i don't i don't want to make the comparison because i don't think that's fair what we what i can assume what i can presume i guess based on the name based on the look is it is going to be elegance right it's literally right there in the name where i'm concerned is when i listen to her interviews because i listened to her on busted open yesterday she's talking about wanting to do a lot of things wanting to do uh, all these opportunities and now that she's going to have a tna I want to do chairs. I want to do kendo sticks. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like it fits this character. So uh, I, I understand she wants to do all of this stuff, but if you're going to be Ash by elegance, I think it's actually better if you're like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to wrestle a nice straightforward match and I'm just going to out wrestle you 
type of thing. And I'm going to show off a little bit of athleticism and stuff, but like you shouldn't be getting kendo sticks and chairs and stuff evolved here. And this is where I think this is my, this is my old man rant here. Joel is people just want to wrestle for the pop and not wrestle for the character. Right. And that's where there's got to be a connection there. All right. That's cool. You want to introduce, we want tables and all this stuff. Does that make sense for the characters? Does that make sense for the match? And with Ash by Elegance, I don't think any of that stuff makes sense. So what you're saying is, get ready for her GCW debut when they call her Deathmatch Ash. Hey, look, I'm for that, actually. You know what? If she's going to like change her name up and everything, cool. But make, like, Make her the female John Morrison. You know, you got Johnny Impact, Johnny Blackcraft, Johnny everything. Like Deathmatch, like Ash by Deathmatch. Ash by Glamour, Ash by Prestige, whatever you want. Deathmatch Ash, that's what we want. Deathmatch Ash isn't bad. I, you know, we'll we'll see where they go with the with the character. I'm again making presumptions based on three seconds of television, a name, and then a busted open interview. It could be something completely different. I just have a reservation about that. Of like, I understand you want to show off. You want to say WWE didn't give you opportunities to do a lot of cool stuff that you wanted to do. That's fine. You can do all that. But with this particular character, what you have presented to me, maybe wait to do that kind of stuff. Also, shout out. This is the funniest thing in the world. Every single episode of the post-TNA, posting back show, Cresta and I talk about BTI, which is the, the pre-show. And we talk about George Iceman. And Iceman does his Iceman Intel, which is like a bullshit insider scoopster. Being like, I'm hearing that this is going to happen on the show. And who was next? to elegance ash by elegance it was george and all of these people are just like who's that guy and some people are like he's so familiar and i'm just laughing i'm like oh my god iceman didn't just get the scoop iceman is the scoop <laughs> i look forward to watching because for those who maybe don't know george iceman he's actually from toronto he lives in toronto he's part of like destiny wrestling here and like he's got a background in in wrestling as a as a performer. And this would be the first time that he actually does anything potentially on the air as a mouthpiece for somebody. And in this case, I love the idea of him representing Ash by elegance. I don't know if that'll happen, but it certainly felt that way given the way that he's promoting it on his socials and the fact that he was on camera with her, because that's not something that typically happens. And then I need everyone in TNA and impact being like either who the hell is this guy? And then everyone being like, oh, that's Iceman. It'll be like, who? Or for him to like tell everyone, I had the scoop and none of you listened. Just something like that. But I, I'm, I'm excited for Ash by Elegance just because it's different. I'm, I'm assuming and I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a different character than this whole like, oh, it's Tony Storm because she's wearing a dress and got her blonde hair did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going into the uh, uh, Tony Storm stuff yet until we actually see what this is. Yes, I saw Ring the Bell just had uh the interview they released go released with their shout out to ds does great work former uh guest of the show ds after yeah, Trinity has debuted, we should have him back on yeah. i like ds yes uh, looking forward to, to that interview with ash by elegance we're just going to call her Ash. just ashley just call her ash there's too many ashes what if she becomes what if she becomes ass a ash a s h by elegance, Joel. <laughs> that's that's her brand army account. 
<laughs> she got an elegant ass. Yes, that's right. Listen, man, support creators in any way, shape, or form, as long as you're respectful to them, okay? So anyway, the show was good. The Palms Casino, I'll tell you right now, that venue was so beautiful to watch a wrestling show in. Uh, Mark and I were sitting together, and he said, it's like Hammerstein. It's like the it's like a West version of Hammerstein yeah. Ballroom, and I and I, I looked up and I was like, that is a very good shout. It's true. It's a different way to present wrestling. I loved that, and I, I was talking to someone at TNA about this uh, that the hard cam was not positioned towards the stage. In fact, I was so excited about it that when I got to the venue, I took a photo of where the hard cam was and sent it to Sean and said, "They're shooting the fans," and Sean was very excited about that. So, uh, little things like that were were really. Uh, really helpful. Sorry, this got me. Did stuff ash out <laughs> uh, and and watch for the shoes. So yeah, the the event itself was a lot of fun. Crowd was into it. They were hot. They were. It was a. It was a very. Um, uh, it was. It wasn't packed a hundred percent, but they had a lot of people. We we were sitting up in the the top deck of the balcony. Like they they put us up there because everywhere else was full. Snake Eyes, we were put down uh, under the hard cam, so that was fun. It was nice to be a little bit closer, but um they had sold the 100s and the 200s and then a couple of rows of the 300s. So they still had a really good showing for the Snake Eyes tapings, but uh, they, they had a good showing and the show itself was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of really really good moments and uh overall just a a good experience at the Palms Casino. Uh they they treated us very well. Wrestling fans were did you get a water bottle, Joel? No, those assholes wouldn't give me a water bottle. They also, they give you half. They give you like half bottles. Not like not us, but like if you're if you're there, like the, the staff, they got the little half bottles, the stubbies. Those aren't those aren't great. Also, there was no press conference, so why would they give me a water bottle? I don't know, just to, to try to buy your promotion. Pickles and water bottles, right? Pickle. We were supposed to do a pickle thing with Mark. <sighs> oh wow! Yeah, that was that was him. He forgot. Wow. Blame it, Mark. We were going to do a pickle you for if you don't if you don't follow through on bits, Joel. I know. Did, we talked about the sphere already. <laughs> the big LED bubble. Uh yeah, so overall just a good uh it was a good experience. And again, the, just the the time change really messed a lot of things up. But uh I think after Snake Eyes, that ended up being the best the best opportunity that I had to get stuff done because that's when I ended up, you know, meeting with the, a lot of different talent and a lot of different people and just, you know, doing my interview with Macklin and then setting up a speedball, all that stuff, uh, which was good. They, they stuck them all at Rio, which was unexpected because I thought they'd be staying at the Palms, but I guess, I guess not. <laughs> I was the guy who stayed at Palms, but whatever, that's just me. Uh, too many wrestling fans there, but I stayed at Palms Place, which is like the other side of the property. The, 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 um, the old person side of the property, the, the no fun zone which was great because I basically spent most of my Saturday like watching TV and just playing switch. <laughs> I was very, very holed up in my place. I went to go at one point to go get breakfast and uh, uh, what's his face? Um, not Zach Gibson, the other member of GYV, uh, James Drake, James Drake. Who's Zach Gibson, James Drake. Yes. Yeah. James Drake. So James Drake walks by me on his phone with a coffee and I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm near the wrestlers again. It was a very weird moment. Where I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Everyone's getting their coffee at this hour. Uh, but yeah, good time. It was fun. Good. I'm glad you had fun, Joel. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I think okay. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Sometimes people aren't, aren't that excited about these things. They just kind of come and go. My, my flight home was hell. It sucked. I had the red eye, and I slept for maybe an hour. 
got home and I crashed for two and I'm still tired this morning. Hello. Uh, Alexander Osprey too was really good. <laughs> that's this, this. That's this Thursday. That is this week. I don't know. I, I'm assuming that they're gonna show both the six man and Osprey Alexander, the the Okada six man, uh, but they haven't promoted it yet. They'll probably maybe that's next week's show is the Okada you six know, man. They really only tape for one week worth of show. Well, like everything everything that they've promoted is basically everything that they have on the mat, on the card although mm, they might have a second week with the knockouts match so maybe they do have two weeks they just didn't split them up like they yeah because they got they have yeah the knockout yeah i feel like they do have two weeks so they tape those back to back though that was i don't know why I, I get why they did it but in the moment i was like really you're gonna do osprey and and alexander now and then you're gonna do the six man they were worked very differently, so it was like it worked. Uh, and then they also, you know, post match uh, Osprey Alexander. Scott Demore came out, and it's in our spoilers, so I'm not. I don't know if they're going to air this, but but Demore came out and had a very just passionate speech, and I think that was also to get the crowd still why around riled up for the six man in the main event. They're they're honestly cowardly in that they're going to go ahead and air Osprey and Alexander this week. They should have waited until like he made his official AEW full-time debut and aired it that week. I think it'd be funnier if he does his AEW debut and Garrett Kidney just posts the full match video or the, the Oh, that's going to happen. That's a hundred percent going to happen. Garrett's yeah. like, Garrett's got that scheduled tweet already. Like he does, he's not even like going to have to sit around for that. He's going to be like, okay, Osprey's new Japan, uh, last match is February 11th. All right, so that means he can show up on this dynamite. So schedule tweet. Hey, watch Osprey and Alexander. Yeah, I'm just seeing. I'm seeing the Ash by Elegance stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, they put her on a tour. That's good. Good for them. Why didn't we get an interview with it with Ash by Elegance? I don't know, Joel. I thought you were in good with Impact, and, I, and I'm not Ash an Ash man it. like Iceman is. Yeah. He's an Ash boy. Just, just, uh, I thought you were in good and they, they won't give us any, any of the talent now. So I feel like you, you've lied about how good your relationship is. I mean, I made him, I made him anyway, uh, <laughs> throwback sends a very generous super chat. So just did this to make you guys smile. Well, thank you. We are. Do you think Cora Jade would have won the battle Royal last night, night, last, last night, if she wasn't injured, was Roxanne the right choice? If they are trying to give another woman in the division a chance, do a good deed and pay it forward. He says, lay it forward. So I'm going to choose to say lay, lay it forward. If Let's go lay it forward. I, I, I go, yeah. I go forward, forward when, we, when you lay yeah when i lay <laughs> we've, we've had way too many discussions about your personal life in the bedroom <laughs> i guess doing a show in it would do that to you <laughs> anyway oh god okay let's talk about uh unfortunately core jade looks like it's a uh uh, is it torn or was it strained? It was torn at ACL. Torn ACL. Yeah, she's out for a year. It's not even. It looks like that was confirmed on NXT last right, night. Yeah, it looks like she'll be out for up to a year. Is what yeah. I was getting to. Uh, yeah, very, very unfortunate. I'm really, I was really bummed out to hear about that because she had just come back. She was just, you know, getting her legs out from under her, and no pun intended. This is what happens. Um, this is a. It's a really strange thing that it seems like a bunch of women in NXT keep tearing their ACLs. Uh, and it just sucks when that does happen. So Cora Jade's out for almost a year. They seemingly had plans for her 
in the uh, the upper mid card into the main event coming up. Instead, Roxanne Perez won this battle royal last night. She's going to face Lara Valkyria at Vengeance Day. Uh, yeah, just your your general thoughts with Cora and uh, whatever they're doing with Roxanne because I don't know they might have some plans to turn her heel, judging by the post match promo. Oh, if they turn Roxanne heel, what are we doing? Well, because she's evil because she had feelings and her feelings got in the way of her holding the NXT Women's Championship any longer last year. They don't know how to book baby faces. So it's just like, oh, let's turn this person heel. Roxanne should have been like such an easy, pure baby face. And like, and they screwed up the whole story with the anxiety last year and everything. It's, oh, it's so upsetting. Um, Yes, I do think that, that Cora was probably going to win the Battle Royal and then Maybe win the title, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but I do think she was seemingly scheduled to at least win the battle royal. And then it's very unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, their rehab goes well and she's back sooner rather than, than later. Um, they're getting hit hard with some some injuries right now. You know, Charlotte did out with a knee injury as well this cora injury the women are definitely getting hit hard with acls and stuff over the last year um so it's it's unfortunate you know hopefully just best wishes to cora in in her recovery yeah i'm 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 of the belief that they were doing something with her they were planning something with her she was on the ups and now they gotta they gotta wait another year and she'll come back as a giant baby face at this rate <laughs> like there's no way around it they're gonna unless they decide to present her differently it just feels like you can't hate that she had her moment taken away from her in an unfortunate injury and now you kind of have to cheer hey, it's it's comeback. not her moment though she was a heel it wasn't like she was a baby face getting her moment like she she was a heel you can easily bring her back as a heel because she just comes back and she's like hey i went away for a year this division continued to suck as I was gone. Okay. And now I'm back to, to, you know, reclaim what was rightfully mine. Like I was going to win that battle Royal. It's easy to bring her back as a heel. I don't think injuries and babies should just automatically turn you into a baby face. Well, unprotected sex and, and body parts failing should not make you a baby face. Although the two together means you should probably go see a doctor. (laughs) There are little blue pills for that. Uh, we don't we do, they, we don't do it here because they don't you know they don't give us any money. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it just sucks to see. And Roxanne, I don't know what they're gonna do, man. I don't know what they're gonna do. It just feels like they're starting to tease either a shades of gray with her, like everyone else in WWE right now, or they're gonna start moving towards a heel. She has to play more of a heel character going into the Lyra Valkyria match because Lyra is pure babyface. There's nothing there's nothing about her right now that makes you feel like she could be a bad person in the Valkyria character. Uh, and then you've got the Tatum Paxley stuff, which is, by the way, hilarious. I love, love what they're doing with Tatum Paxley because she's being creepy and funny and it's working. I thought that was a good, good, good presentation, especially in the tag match where they had her dress up like Lyra Valkyria and just be weird. Try to do her, her entrance, just like come in and just be crazy fangirl. It was really, really effective. I like it. Yeah. Uh, good, good job. NXT, but, do better with Roxanne Perez and try to make her a heel. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do. There's plenty of time. I just wanted to give a little credence to that, to, to that comment because uh, you know, you donate, you donate some money and we're, we're going to spend some time on your conversational pieces. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. Throwback for the, for the hope you're doing well. Throwback. Yeah, me too. I do hope you're doing well. Uh, I saw you're texting and driving, so please be, 
be careful on the road, especially with the with the wind and the the cold. It's cold here today. I'm chilly. I'm hungry right. too. Right. I'm made chilly, but anyway. Uh, what what else is there to talk about? I don't know. You put in the thumbnail, Rhea and Becky. So do we have to talk about them? I you put it in the thumbnail, Joel. Yeah, I kind of figured we would have to change it eventually. Well, you put it in the thumbnail, so okay. I assume I'll this is what you death wanted match. to talk about. I'll change it to Deathmatch Ash, <laughs> just for us. Uh, no, let's talk about it. I thought that was probably the, the strongest point for Monday Night Raw was uh, the Becky and Rhea Ripley promo. I am they're, they're, they're giving you the idea that this is a WrestleMania match, which could seemingly put to bed any rumors of doing this at Elimination Chamber. Um, yes. As and build to a big match with three months to go where these two kind of intertwine, but don't uh, necessarily just have the same story with each other. In other words, that you'll have Rhea and Becky go off and do their own things for at least a couple of months, but they'll always come back to each other in some way, shape or form. What do you think of the promo? And uh, what do you think of doing Rhea and Becky still at, at WrestleMania 40? I said it was going to be a WrestleMania because yes. it made no sense to do this match in Australia where Rhea is going to be, a baby face and you're not going to heal Becky Lynch because that's stupid. That's why I thought that Nia long pause and Rhea would be at elimination chamber Nia, because Rhea yeah. can be a conquering baby face in that scenario. Maybe Rhea is the conquering baby face in elimination chamber. I don't know. Regardless, Rhea is going to be a baby face in Australia. So you need to feed her a couple of heels in that Becky Lynch ain't a heel. So WrestleMania makes sense for, for this match. I don't know if Becky's going to win the Rumble. Uh, maybe she wins the Elimination Chamber. Uh, and you can still do Rhea and Nia as a singles match. You can do a Chamber match with, with Becky winning and beating. Who, who can you put in there? Ivy Nile, uh, Natalia. Natalia always works these matches. Um, who else is on? Zoe, Shayna. There you go. And then throw somebody else in there. Tegan, one, one of them. Candice, throw somebody in there. Indy, Indy's Australia. Indy should probably be on this show yeah. in some capacity. I mean, you you kind of wanted to have a, a little bit of shine there. So her being in the ring with Becky Lynch would be a nice little moment for her. Um, so there, you can, you can do that. And then Becky wins at Chamber. It sets up Becky and Rhea at, at Mania. Um, as far as the Rumble goes... Becky is still an option there. I think Bailey is probably the top option for the women's rumble with the, the whole story with damage control. So I'm still on the Becky wins the rumble okay. and does, does it for the second time. Like is the only woman to do a, uh, a two time rumble winner thing on top of that. Bailey, I mentioned this before and it was kind of jokey joke, but also not super serious where I said you put damage control plus one in the elimination chamber and you have them like as a, as a Nick plus Bianca or something like that. Yeah. Like Bianca was one of the people that I met that I was thinking of, unless you have Jade suddenly and the thrust to the top. I don't want that. I'm just putting it out there because Jade is like conquering baby face over damage control. That's the problem. It doesn't make sense. But if you want to thrust her right to the, to the tippy top, that's kind of you'd have to put her in that match but let's just say it's damage control bianca. plus bianca 
uh, and then it, it's one of those like Nick Aldis is so sick of damage control shit that it's like, you know what? Maybe you all should be in this match. Maybe you should all go after EO in the title and they, they just do something. Uh, and then Bailey does not win. She makes it to the end and she gets screwed out of the, the victory somehow. They, they leave the, someone gets injured. They leave the door open. Damage control comes in. They jump her out, blah, blah, blah. And then we can say EO gets the pin, retains her title. And then we do uh, Bailey versus EO at Mania in the build through Elimination Chamber. Cause they, they don't have any, there's no roads to a, a chamber title match right now unless they do Gunter. And at that point, it's like, hmm. Or uh, again, in the worst case scenario of Seth Rollins being injured and vacating the title, the elimination chamber match could be for the world heavyweight championship. Yeah. But then you got but then you got to figure out a way to tell the story of the the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, I don't like the. I told you I don't like any vacant title nonsense. And then yep. hey, let's figure it out. I agree. We got the money in the bank. Honestly, if Seth comes out and is like, "I'm going to vacate this title." Priest should just come out and be like, hand that shit over. Like, there's precedent here with Asuka. Yeah, hand it over I'm, here. I'm going to open up the briefcase, and if I don't see the World Heavyweight Champion, yeah. then I don't know what we're doing. I'm right. going to beat your ass instead. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like I don't like a chamber for a vacant title. I, I, I can get behind your damage control chamber idea here with EO. It seems like Bailey might have it one and then they kind of turn on bailey um to make sure eo retains or bianca and- looks str- she's the extra woman she's gonna look strong by beating all these women and doing a bunch of power spots and then you build her for whatever you know whatever showcase match she gets at mania that's another option for for bianca in the chamber and why she should be there well yeah that's why she would be there because they always build bianca strong i don't know what she does at mania um if you're doing bailey and eo as one title match and you're doing uh, Becky and Rhea as the other title match. I assume they'll have other women's matches. <laughs> Just you know, they'll somehow do Street Profits and uh, and Bianca against what's her face, Scarlet and AOP. Ma ah, Bfab's in that group. Is Bfab officially in that group? I They've know. had her on TV a bunch of times. The only reason I'm saying that is because they're going to do the uh, the Montez and Bianca Hulu show, right? Doesn't that start soon? Yeah, it starts February. Yeah. So if it runs through to Mania being like the end of it, then they could use that as a, as a moment, putting them together for a six man or six person tag. I don't. Well, like, but it's just that's what they. That is what WWE has traditionally done in the past, where they'll put people together because you've either just seen them on TV outside, or you're about to see more of them. Uh, John and, and Nikki being an example of that. John Cena, Nikki, uh, Bella. I think I think you do an eight person, not a six person, and you throw sure. in Lashley and Cross. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I don't have much desire to see a Lashley and Cross singles match. If I'm being honest, I hear you. <laughs> the winner gets uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. No, no, that's not great. Uh, I, I like your idea when it comes to dam- the damage control in the chamber. They got options, like like we've been saying. It's good to have options. I hope they have this mapped out a little bit in their head. Obviously, plans might have to change with injuries, certainly to Seth. Um, and if that changes one thing, maybe that snowballs and changes a couple other things. But they, they got options here on what they're going to do. And it does seem like they are setting up Becky and Rhea at WrestleMania. How they get there is up to them. And they got options, whether it's Becky winning the Rumble, whether it's Becky winning a chamber match, or whether it's just 
Becky getting there. And then on the SmackDown side, Bailey damage control in, in something. I mean, Trinity might be a factor in this as well. If she comes back at the rumble, like, is she going to be part, like, does she side with Bailey of like, Hey, we're friends. Like, is that Bailey's kind of backup there? Like that could, that could be a possibility as well as well. I have a hope that Trinity, that she comes in and they, she does the glow thing. Cause she's coming back. Bring so, it to the flow. Yeah. So, so you got the music and people are familiar with that. So you can bring that familiarity and then whatever happens, the following SmackDown, I can assume she's on SmackDown because that's where her husband, Jimmy Uso is. They give her a completely different presentation. Uh, I know a lot of people said like, we'll put her in the bloodline and I don't disagree with that. I actually like the idea of just completely turning her into the antithesis of glow and doing something with that. It does not have to be bloodline, but I mentioned this with Mark Hoke. I was like, I don't hate the idea of doing a behind every successful man is an even more successful woman. And that's how we start a rise for Jimmy coming out of the bloodline and making him a more serious, viable contender, even as a heel for any championship in WWE, just to get him started on his own singles path. I don't think they got enough strong baby faces on the SmackDown side is the issue, especially with Charlotte's injury. I mean, once Bailey gets turned, she will be one. If Bailey gets turned, I should say Bianca's kind of like it right now. So I think Trinity makes more sense on the baby face, at least for the time being, because like damage control, much like judgment day, they're running the show over there and you got Oscar, you got EO Dakota's getting healthy. Uh, you got Kyrie. That's four strong heels as a big faction right there. And Bailey's in the group still. Like, that's four strong heels. Right now, the only person, and it's five with Bailey, the only baby face that's strong on the SmackDown side is Bianca. I'm sorry to Shotzi. They haven't really done a whole lot to, like, make her look super strong. Charlotte's hurt. So it's just Bianca on the baby face side over there. So you need a baby face, and I think that's where Trinity is a strong on the baby face side. But Shotzi just got married. That makes her the perennial baby face. Well, she is a baby face. She don't book her all that strong. No, she, she has to be. She has to be the baby face. She has to. No, I don't know. Yes. Marriages, <laughs> marriages, unprotected babies. sex, That's... and injuries make you a baby face. That's how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very straightforward. The uh, I, I would do, by the way. A lot of time they come... all go together, you know? <laughs> you you get married, you have unprotected sex, and you pull a hamstring. Yes, you gotta be careful with that. Pull a hammy. Also a baby over. face move. The uh the idea of maybe doing Naomi Keeper as a as a baby face until this potential Jimmy versus Jay match and have that's her... mania. That's well that's mania. what I'm saying. That goes all the way to Mania for right now if she's coming back at the rumble, presumably. Yeah, he's not even and there. This is great, great fodder. <laughs> uh you have her come back and cost Jay the match and give Jimmy the victory and like they do the hooded figure thing. And then she takes off the hood and it's, it's her and she has helped her, her husband win the match. Hi, Hello, she- Sean. How are you? You think they should hold off Trinity until mania? No, the idea of turning her, oh, okay. I said, bring her back to the glow Naomi stuff. And that way there's, there's, Oh, nice. Salmon, salmon stack. What are we stacking? Seems good. But yeah. The idea is that they bring back Naomi as like, the the baby face glow that everyone knows, and then they turn her at mania. Ooh, looks good. It's from a place called Grounded Cafe. I don't hate that idea. Yeah, d- just do the antithesis of glow. They got to start somewhere, and they got to they got to do maybe a different presentation. Yeah, eventually with with Naomi. 
I think that they've they've got enough people that are like not around right now that they they can have like some rumble surprises without having to go like too overboard. Like Liv hasn't been around and uh, Naomi hasn't been around, obviously Andrade, but they've got some people that I think they could bring back without adding a ton to their roster. It's just that it's so funny because they used to have such a stacked roster and never use anybody. Now they spread people out enough to where when a Liv Morgan or Raquel or anybody needs time off or gets sidelined, they can cycle out for a little bit, come back and, and be effective. I'm trying to think of who else would be a good surprise that would be there. Wendy Richter. Oh, she's going to AEW. Does she if, have to? If AEW doesn't bring her in for an appearance. Yes. That's, that's wild. Uh, I don't know. She's local, by the way, to, to, to the Florida area. So yeah, they could do it. Alexa, I don't know how ready she is. No, she got her hair cut, so clearly she's retiring. That's what the, oh, that's what the rest okay. of the universe said. She got fair. a mom cut, so she must be retiring from wrestling. Fair, yeah. fair. I don't know how how ready Alexa is. That's the only that's the person. Sid, what about Sid, Sean? Can you give me any Sid updates? Um, the I mean the the Twitter account that pretends to be him for over a decade is not him. That really hates me. They really really hate me this fake sit account probably because I've told people it isn't him, but um, no, no, I've got none. We gotta One get day Sid's going to return. If we got to get the number from Dylan. Yeah. We got to get the number from Joey Janela. Janela. We have Sid's number. He's got oh, everyone. Janela's got everybody's okay. number. Literally. Janela, he didn't have my number. He didn't have my number saved the other day. Well, you're probably just at the top of his text. Sam Hawkins also time. didn't. I bet if my name was fucking Oscar Meyer, he'd have it saved. <laughs> you think maybe he has that in his phone for you? Probably. And and he's got so many of them saved as that, that he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, goodness. I'm eating a salmon stack, not doing coke. Don't worry. <laughs> as long Is as it good? you justify it. Good? Do, you, do you want to give a cage match review of it? 10 out of 10. Um, okay. I went to this cafe a couple uh, three weeks ago and we decided to have breakfast there. And the salmon stack, I, I, I like salmon, but it had a bunch of stuff on it that I would never eat individually, much less together. And I said, to hell with it. I'll try it. And it was phenomenal. You didn't bury like another sandwich oh, um, in your review. You got to do that. Old school coffee sucks ass. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you got to call out like the owner and, you know, say they don't know how to make oh, a sandwich. And... and I don't mean that either. I, I take my laptop there and do work very often, actually. So <laughs> oh, you're doing this wrong, Sean. Jeez. Did you all see my big appearance on WrestlePurist? I debuted over there. I saw oh, you. really? Yeah. Um, we decided that when Jeremy inevitably crosses over to WrestlePurist full time, they're going to call him Jer by Elegance. I think that's gonna happen. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's I think good. Any of that's gonna. Happen. I had fun. It was a good time over there. I like those guys. I don't know well, if I'm welcome over there. I just assume everybody dislikes me. Really? Yeah. Well, he works with me, so clearly he's got a point. <laughs> I just assume everyone dislikes me, so it's easier to go about my life that way. Wow, Oba's mom. <laughs> this is great. She's got it going on. <laughs> no, I mean, did you see the the yes. big the scandal? 
Yes. Did you know that Obafemi is lying to you? <gasps> what? He's been lying to you his entire life. His mother has just outed him. His age, Jeremy Lambert. He's actually 16. <laughs> what is I happening? He's 25. Yes. Not, not 22. 22. Wow. Danny Almonte all over again. <laughs> I remember one time when I was a little kid, I had read an article about um, about Vladimir and Wilton Guerrero and uh, about how they had the same mom and all that. And I, I then I had two of their cards and I looked at their cards and their birth dates were listed as like five months apart from each other. And at like 10, I go, there's something not correct here. That seems biologically impossible to have the same mother and be born five months apart. Well, then the running joke after that was that Vladimir Guerrero was like four or five years older than what everybody <laughs> said he was. Go figure. They they always did that. Yeah, Daniel Monte was one. They always thought David Ortiz was older than, than he said as well. It's just because he was bigger, so everyone assumed he was older. Baseball players just always accused of lying about their age. Always baseball players. Yeah. They're, okay, there. I went to school with a guy. Outstanding uh, football player for my school. He was way, way ahead of his class. He was a couple years younger than me, but he was bigger, faster, stronger than everybody as a sophomore. He gets a full-ride scholarship at a university here in the state. He has it withdrawn within a year, and we find out it's because he's two years older than what he said he was. Now, these days, what they would just do is give you an extra three years of eligibility. But not how it works. Red's legend. Red's legend right here. Right, Sean? Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Yeah, Red's legend. I can't believe he just completely washed out and never played anywhere else. (laughs) I'm really surprised by that. He's still only 33, allegedly. Really? Yeah, now every time we talk about ages, we have to use allegedly because you just, you don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was out of baseball by 28. That's, oh. Allegedly. That's surprising. surprising. I didn't realize he was that young or or old, depending on how you want to look at it. I mean, he didn't play pro ball until 21, which is also a surprise because he was in the major leagues by 22. He ruled. He he was he was so fun for the five years or so. Uh, the yeah, his Dodgers run was fantastic. So now they're paying Otani all that money. Yeah, that I was mean, all over Vegas too. Come and get your Otani shirts. I was so excited for that trade because the Reds were like, "We're doing it. We're getting Matt Kemp. We're getting Yasiel Puig." <laughs> you got a couple other good parts too, but. Yep, now now they could really use Josiah Gray, who was an all-star starter last year. They got to bring back Votto on just like a short little contract. I don't care. Just just pay him. I would him. love if they brought him back as a bench guy. I would love it. Yeah, that. just pay him whatever he wants. Just bring him in. Have him have him be in part of the clubhouse and everything. Just we need jo- we need Joseph Daniel on this team. Have him transition the team in an official capacity. I would love that. Yeah. Do a handshake deal. We'll bring you on every few games, pay in, a, in an envelope full of cash. Listen, you can't put your deal onto other people, Joel. <laughs> but it works so well. It does work well. Uh, how do you think Nick Nemeth gets paid? 
I wonder if he's signed, signed because they got merch. Uh, I mean, they, the way Demore was talking about it before the show made it seem like he's like yeah. signed, signed. But obviously, he's still working New Japan and GCW and all these other independent promotions. So. Yeah, taking taking an educated guess, it feels like they had some some extra money that just got freed up as of next week. Yeah, <laughs> so and they just had to I've heard this thing that's really happening within indies. I've heard it in Texas. I've heard it in Kentucky. These indie promotions that fancy themselves as more visible than they are saying, well, you can't work other indies within this city or within 60 miles of here. And I, I, if there are any indie wrestlers that are watching this, never do that shit. Unless monthly they are putting a comma on your pay. Never do that. That is stupid. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. Indie promotions, we don't give a fuck about your local rivalries. We don't care who you're feuding with across town because we don't know. We don't give a shit. And honestly, if you would probably work with those companies and say, oh, you know, you're running Friday, we're running Saturday, you all bring some people in, might work out better for the shows. That way you don't have the same people there. But to say hey, stay as broke and inexperienced as possible so we can benefit, it's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. People making 30, 40 bucks a night being told you can't work in the city. That's so stupid. So this, so, this has been in the music industry forever. Yeah, so you want to work, work South by Southwest? You sign a waiver that's like you can't work Texas in that area for something like three months. It's like a 90-day with a you know with with a boundary as well and they paying you for south by if you're if you're silly band x nobody knows or that you're just on the come up you're not getting paid for this it's exposure bucks and yeah. this is the same thing in wrestling it's bullshit you cannot play that game so and um, unless like you said unless you're getting paid a whole heck of a lot more money to cover the dates that you couldn't work in your home area then you should be telling those promoters to fo i don't even do that with fightful for the love of god like there's some there's some reasonable exclusivity there, but I never tell people, oh, you can't go and make money doing this either because I think that's stupid because I've been that guy that worked for a big wrestling website and could not pay my bills, and I didn't think that that was fair because I was subjected to exclusivity. Um, and I, I think that's so dumb within indie wrestling. I think that's so stupid. Um, just really, really dumb. Like, what happens if they put... So hypothetically, the, hypothetically, if there's a Tampa indie that does this, what are they going to do? Say, oh, you can't work WrestleMania week shows? Yeah. get get Or, or Rumble week shows or whatever it is. Uh, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's a great way to cannibalize your business. And, and also build zero trust with your wrestling fans and your wrestlers. Yeah. It's just, it's silly. It's I mean, if, if I was an indie company, I'd be working with... Anybody that does local conventions, meet and greets, etc., and saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we can maximize this person's payday. Maybe we can work to bring in somebody for your convention, somebody for my show. I know they think that that probably takes away from their personal ticket sales, but guess what? Having uh, somebody on their show at a split rate probably works a lot better. Uh, but you know what? That's probably why I don't work in indie or, or run an indie. So anyway, guys, Fightful Awards. January 31st, 6 p.m. Eastern. I got to spread the word. It's going to be before Dynamite. Uh, we're going to have acceptance 
speeches from some of the wrestlers that you guys voted in. And uh, I was, I was just so happy again this year by the separation. There are people that won awards in new Japan ring of honor, uh, AEW, WWE, NXT, all over the place. The Indies, obviously like I, I was very, very happy at our audience and how it wasn't just like straight ticket AEW or straight ticket WWE is very happy about that. So how he doesn't say TNA or impact wrestling. Uh, I don't know if anybody did win from there. That's wow. wow. They did last year. Yes. But that was also because Cardona was working there while working every other indie in the world. Right, and he wasn't signed. Yeah. He was not signed. I mean, yeah. Cause the, the rule of the indie act of the, or it's now indie act of the year, not indie men's and women's. I like it. Which there's, yeah, we did that to consolidate trophies. Let me tell you, we're not getting any less trophies because this year, everybody wanted one except for like one or two people. Whoa. Yeah. Well, they, well, you just got to do the, uh, we'll give you one and you got to pay for the next one. You got to do the Grammy statues. Well, I had one talent that was, that was very adamant. They wanted all three of their physical ones. And not only that, they wanted me to mail them. And it's not who many would expect. Can't believe, can't believe Brian Danielson just wanted to have more trophies uh, to his collection there. I'll, I'll, oh man, I can't wait to tell the story about one of these awards where a top, okay, the same person was in the top two slots and got the one and two vote and almost split their own vote so much that number three almost slid in and beat them. And that almost happened last year too. But, um, yeah, very excited about the the Fightful Awards. Uh, yeah. We also have more YouTube content coming to YouTube.com slash Fightful. I'm doing one on, uh, I think it's seven ways I could, you could improve the Royal Rumble. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. We got three and a half hours of Royal Rumble stories up now. It's a good time. It's a good time, guys. Yeah, I'm about to give you a 25-minute interview with Macklin. And a 39-minute interview with Speedball Mike Bailey. Okay, my God. I was going to say, yeah, we'll run those next week. But uh, <laughs> we, we might need to... Uh, might need a moment. Might need Thatch to transcribe those. And then, yeah, hell yeah, man. I love that. So, uh, yeah. Thanks thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks Hi, for Sean. I think Sean thanks us for like having him on. He just shows up. I do just show up. Yeah. <laughs> None of these appearances. Thanks are for not special. making me leave, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know how to do that. That's normally a money thing. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I just like, oh, I'm gonna show up at the Observer Awards, and then that's and then Sean will be like, all right, bye. You, I don't think they like me either. I just you, see none of these websites. You don't need an interview. You're here on this show. Every other just shows up more than more than Sean does. Yeah, every um, other show. You, you have a link to this show. You have a link to this specific episode. See, I'd, I'd show up on Mattman podcast, but I don't think Rich or Zarian like me. Well, also, you don't have a way to hack their no. the way that they record. I'm not going to say I'm not going to put that out there unless they don't care about that. But yes, you can't hack their stream. Neither can I. It's unhackable. Bless, oh bless, uh, Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling. Oh no. So uh, AW World Champion Samoa Joe did a interview with ESPN. He talked about the all-in altercation and stuff. And he was just like, yeah, not a big deal. Like, whatever. Stuff happens. Everything. The House of Wrestling headlined 
Samoa Joe did not fear for his life during AEW All In fight. I respect it. I respect uh, it. Listen, we can all fear for our lives now. ZNA, ZNA, ZNA. Did someone say observer? He says. Did someone say observer? <laughs> How you doing, Andrew Zarian? You know, that that's part of my contract with them, right? Every time anybody uses the word observer, I have to show up. It's <laughs> exhausting. Be- it's so exhausting. Oh, that's yeah, you must be a tired boy. Yeah, yeah. I tried to call CNN the other day. They were talking about bird observation. It became a whole thing. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, flight. if you want to observe up on the flight deck, you're like, son of a bitch. I have to tell you, this hairpiece is terrible today. Yeah, I got my hair cut. This is my this is my worst one. Look at this thing. Yeah, you got the no wind. It's all over the place. Yeah. No, the wind. The wind ruined me. Uh, I'm in my safe room. That's how you're redoing your your uh, studio get up there. Yeah, my studio has been torn apart. Uh, we finally gutted it after 12 years. It was time. The house of black mold uh, finally. The got house to of me. black mold got to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in the house of black mold. Julia Hart got affected by the house of black. I'm 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 affected by the black mold. Uh, no, we're uh, we're gutting. They had to gut my entire bathroom that I just redid uh, three years ago. I built this ridiculous bathroom. It was done wrong, and it's all coming out of pocket. The joists are rotting. The beams are rotted. They got to take the ceiling off and then might as well, you know, paint the whole house while we're at it and put new floors in the kids' rooms and redo my office. $40,000 later. Oh, oh, wow. Well, this show doesn't help you with that because no. nobody gets paid off of this thing. So <laughs> we don't. Oh, oh now I got to go. And now, and now I'm in a, now I'm in a bunker. <laughs> You're in a bunker. That's yeah. true. Um, These are I, the, uh, these are the random things in my in my office. Hold on, we'll give you guys a little tour here. If you guys, ooh, what happened? Did I freeze? Oh, yeah, it froze for a second. My God, yeah, this is these are the appropriate uh, HR. Oh, doesn't let's, like it. Let's fuck shit up. I respect yeah. that. That's my uh, that's my weekly motivation. I respect it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Joel, you're back. How did TNA go? Do you, I know you spoke about it probably today, but I, I, I wanted to. Hear, yeah. Did you Did you have a good time being at the shows? Uh, yeah, the shows were great. Palms is a, is a really fun theater to uh, watch wrestling in. It was different, which I appreciate. Yeah. Different good. Yeah, th- this was the one thing. Someone was talking to me about it, about the um, running a, a venue like Palms and how Sean had mentioned, you know, how cool it would be if like Collision was at an event, a venue like this or in like a, a smaller, different venue. And as good of an idea that is, they can't scale the Palms. Whereas in an mm. arena setting, you can typically scale it. So as as good of an idea as it could be for AEW to do, I don't think anyone else can really run a venue like that unless, you know, unless they have the space. What's the uh, total capacity in that building? Less, it's maybe 2,000 with, uh, with like the ring being on the floor the way it was. I don't even think it was that. I think it's more maybe even 1,500. I think they were sold out, though. I think it looked full. They were and they weren't. So the 300s, which is where they stuck me and uh, and other media people who were not named Chris Van Vliet, uh, we were up in the 300s. So that area was mostly full, but not like 100%. There were like back, you know, back areas that weren't full. So other than that, though, the place was full for hard to kill. Very nice. Uh, It looked great, you know, and I'm happy for them. I think it's a positive. 
yeah, they had a lot of really, really good uh, feeling coming out of the show. I spoke to a few different people working there and the, the, the vibe is good. The vibe is, is high. They're looking forward to, uh, to what comes next. And the, the conversation shifted to like, well, what happens after the honeymoon period? And most of them are like, no, we, we have plans. It's actually been discussed. It's not just, we're doing it and then we're going to see how it goes. It's like, no, we we're doing it and we know how it will go. So I I'm hoping that it comes true. And I'm hoping that that's the, that there is a plan that they're able to stick to. I don't know how you guys do it. Obviously, you guys consume way more because you cover it live. Like, Jeremy, you got to cover it like every day. Uh, you don't have the luxury of being like, well, I'll be selective. I'll watch Raw on Tuesday and maybe I'll get the TNA on Wednesday. You know, you got to watch it when it's happening because you got to write stories. It's, it's crazy how much wrestling we have in North America alone. How how I do it is what Joel should have been doing in, in Vegas. That's how that's how I do it. But what did what was Joel should have been? What should he have been doing? What did you text uh, Joel of what what he was doing in Vegas? Oh, what did I text Joel? Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> it's actually, very funny and very. Oh, let me see this. Hold on. Now I got to see this. This was this was uh, Friday night during a certain wrestling program presented by WWE. Oh boy, what did I write to you? Hold on. Uh, I, I'm, I was telling you how I was supposed to go to St. John's Law at one point yes. in our conversation. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what day I'm on. Hold, Hold on, on, I gotta find this now. This is great. Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I said, "You going nuts in Vegas?" And he said, "He said hardcore." And he sent me a photo of his potato chips, and he was watching Raw. And I wrote him something very naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, I was staying at Palm's place at this point. I was off strip. I had nothing going on. I was jet lagged. And I was like, I'm going to watch. And I had to turn on a VPN so that I could watch SmackDown because they weren't airing it because of Fox Sports there. Fox only airs it on West Coast feed. So they they air it at their 8 to 10, not the live 5 to 8. Yeah. So, or five to seven. So I was like, I'm just going to turn on my VPN and watch it how I always watch it. And then I think Palm's Place banned my IP on my laptop because I did the VPN route. Too much pornography. So that's the other thing that it probably did. But uh, yeah, that was that's what I did on Friday night. I watched. I, I had gone to Walgreens, picked up a bunch of snacks because I had a fridge and a, and a stove, and I could like cook things if I wanted. And uh, yeah, I just I vegged out on Friday, played some Switch, and just hung out. My God, you're in Las Vegas. I was at Luxor for two nights after that. And it was I, the Las Vegas to play Switch. Whatever, man. My kid was not with me. My family wasn't with me. Oh, that's... You know what? I feel you. No, you know what? You know what? Yes. That is the ultimate prize. You it is. When... You were in a hotel all by yourself. No kid, no wife, nothing. You get to play when... video games all night. When Freaking I, fantastic. When I, when I went to WrestleCade, you know, everybody was out at the bar and having a good time. Sean doesn't drink, but Sean was out, like, just smozzing and everything. And this is, like, Friday night. It's, like, 1030 or something. And I'm, like... I'm going back to my hotel room. I'm going to bed. Like I don't have the kids here or anything. I'm just going to sleep and I'm going to sleep in. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And Sean's like, I respect that. I get it. No. So it's do funny. you drink Jeremy? Jeremy, do you drink? Very seldomly. Uh, yeah, not, not often. Joel, Joel, you, 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 you have a little. Yeah, a little bit, but I don't like lately. I haven't like in Vegas. I didn't, I just couldn't. This was wow. funny because, because at one point, Zarian, you texted me something like you're going to sleep like a baby. Yeah. And, I, and, and I thought I would, and I did not. In fact, I think it was Sunday. So, okay. Uh, this is, this is just the talking about the family stuff. Um, it's my first night in Luxor. So it's Sunday night. 
And I got to bed at one because I was telling Jeremy, like after the TV tapings and everything, that's when I was able to actually like do my interviews and talk to the TNA talent and staff and stuff uh, and just like do my thing. So I didn't get back to my hotel because they were staying at a different one until about midnight and I got to bed at 1 a.m. And so I get a message from my wife, who was the only person on my phone that when do not disturb is on her messages go through because of an emergency or anything like that. You could do that. I didn't know that. Yes. You can turn off do not disturb mode for specific contacts in your phone. So for me, it's, it's my wife and, and I, and like my family, cause yeah, uh, like my, my, my parents. So anyway, I get a, I get a message on my, and it wakes me up on my watch being like, Hey, um, you know, our kid was, unfortunately he, he wasn't feeling well over the weekend, uh, which really sucks by the way, going away and being like, you're gonna have a great time. And then your kid pukes and then just, just having yeah. a rough go anyway. So she's like, you know, Hey, I think I'm keeping him home from daycare. Da, da, da. He's not feeling well. And it's like, it's four in the morning and she had forgotten about the time change. So I'm trying to have a good conversation and then she wants to shift it. And I'm just like, BT dubs, it's four 30 in the morning here. And I went to the morning. <laughs> She's like, Oh shit. I'm so sorry. It's like, I don't want to be insensitive. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he's okay, but it's four in the morning. And she's like, Oh shit. Okay. Go back to bed. And then oh, I woke great. up like two and a half hours later. Uh, I had to do Mark Hoke's show and Mark goes on the air at eight o'clock. So I had to be up at six 30 so that I could shower and get to, to the radio station. So like, I just didn't sleep in at all. And oh, that's, that's just what it was. So I, and I slept for one hour on my red eye home. So I crashed for two hours when I got home yesterday and I'm still tired today. Oh, wow. Yay. I kept forgetting what day it was. You got home yesterday. I got home yesterday and I I immediately crashed. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, the other Joel was really good on the show. Uh, SP3. Yeah. He was fantastic. He was great. Did he say anything worthwhile? Uh, He said that he, he has mocha, mocha skin. Uh, that is accurate. Show. Yeah, that yeah is and I, and I said, "Well, I have olive skin." You know, we were we were going down the spectrum of skin tones. That was fun. Did we get to alabaster? Because that's me. Alabaster, <laughs> Snow White. No. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? The, the the one of the walls in the office in the studio is going to be called Pearl White. God bless. People yeah. were asking me if I own the theater at the Palms because it's called the Pearl Theater. And I told them the story about how before the show, before I booked my tickets in hotel, I was actually uh, messaging, not a messaging, I was I was tagging the Palms on Twitter and be like, hey, do you give a discount for people who have the same last name? You should have acted like it's like your grandfather. Yeah, it was just, named after your grandfather. Like they named it after him. I right. should have. But their answer was basically like, LOL, we have deals all the time. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Does God, just walk it? in and act like you own the place, Joel. I, I also, I, I just went through that chat uh, that we had on Friday. I apparently told you every one of my aliases. Yes. Uh, were, you, <laughs> were you under a certain influence at the what time? What time was it? What time was it? Uh, it was probably close to midnight where you were. Oh, oh no. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, it was probably, it was after nine o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was probably on my way to, to Saturn. Zary, Zary and I had a great chat the other day where we were just basically playing a game of chicken of like, mm-hmm. how much do you know about this? I'm like, I do know you what, know you what know. I know. Yeah. And know what I, know? Like, I know what you know. I was like, well, you know everything I know. Do you yeah. know this? I don't know this. Do you know this? Like, that's all it was. And then finally we came to a conclusion. And you guys, you guys want a big scoop? I got a huge freaking scoop. Wait, hold on. Before you get to that scoop, before the two of you do that game of chicken, or after the two of you finish that game of chicken, I swoop in and I ask Zary, and I'm just like, is this happening? And it's just like, yes, you want the details? <laughs> There's no chicken with us. It's just, this is what's up. Well, you know, like, I, 
like I f- sometimes like listen, I, I love Jeremy, but like there's always, I know you there's always a but. Wow. No, I, I love Jeremy, but I don't want I don't want to lead him down a path that he doesn't feel comfortable talking about. So I oh, want to make sure that he's okay talking about it. Oh, I I'm fine talking about any of this stuff. Legitimately, the the thing that I messaged you uh way back when that was like <clears> the <throat> first time like I had like anything that I messaged somebody else about. Because usually I learned and you this had stuff. that before you had it before me. Well, usually I learn this stuff and yeah. I don't tell anybody but my wife. And then because I don't want to be a scoopster. I've, I've said this a million times. I just want to know what's going on so I can pre-write the story. And so I can be I can get ahead of my work. So I love when people tell me stuff. I will never tell anybody this stuff. Yeah. But I honestly felt bad that I was like, oh, I actually told Zarian this because I told you because I was like, oh, Zarian probably knows anyway. So I'm just going to tell him. I, I have. um I have a problem. I, I, I think Joel would know what it's called. It's, it's called being a yenta, <laughs> and I am. I am. I'm such. I'm such an effing yenta, where I, I. It's so difficult for me to hold these things in, and oh, I tell don't me like everything. Being, Please, I tell don't me like everything. being a scoopster. I don't like doing the scoops. However, I like being a disruptor. I like just <laughs> causing the stir a little bit. And that's kind of what I get off on when I, when I release some of these stories. Um, I think I sent you an image, right? Yeah. When we were talking yeah, yeah. and that, that's yeah. the next one. That's going to be the big one. Yeah. Um, Please, I want to know everything because Sean will tell me stuff. Other people will tell me stuff. And like, I don't tell anybody. Literally the only person I share any of the stuff with is my wife. Who's not going to tell anybody. Like, I spoke to your wife the other day. Yeah. she. We're trying to put... <laughs> I told her. I told yeah. her what I could do for you guys. <laughs> no, this is now. This sounds especially bad. Knowing your line of work, this is awful. I said no problem. Whatever you need. <laughs> oh dear. So Zarin was on the show the other week, and he was talking about like, yeah, this little asshole was. I'll was... set that kid's house on fire. I don't care. <laughs> asshole was you know messing with me online so i got his address i got a sister's address i got his yeah. parents address that was wild and so the wife and i were talking about things and i was like oh we don't have to worry about this i get i'll get zarian on him and so oh, my wife messages I... you of like jeremy said he's gonna get you to do something to this uh this uh this this other kid this little 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 uh little, little jerk shithead <laughs> i i I, I, you know, my wife, obviously she's privy to a lot of my insanity and there are moments that she tells me like, she's like, you can't do that. That's what crazy people do. And I go, watch me. <laughs> and she, she's so numb to some of my craziness. I tormented one of my neighbors because he was a terrible person. And I tormented this man for about 10 years and he had no idea what was happening where I would leave an empty box open uh, so one of my neighbors accused one of my other neighbors of theft because he was black. Uh, and, and he, he was so vocal and, and violent about his packages getting stolen by this one guy. And listen, the guy's like 27 years old. He's like an ad executive. Okay. He's not even like, I don't know, he's 30 or whatever, but he, he pointed him out. He was this much older guy. And obviously you could tell that he has a racial bias so, and it bothered me. And I was, and Jess is like, oh, don't get involved. It's not, I'm like, no, I, I want to get involved. I left open Amazon boxes on his stoop every single day for, I mean, not every day. I don't want to exact, at least four days a week. Okay. 
I left it on his back porch. I left it in the front. I would sometimes just throw it over his fence. I drove this man to insanity where he would go in the local group in my town and he would write about how every day there's packages getting stolen from him. <laughs> and sometimes he has packages when he doesn't even order anything. And I tormented this man until the day he died. <laughs> I just stopped when he died. That was it. You should have kept going. Well, at that point, yeah, you don't have anybody to torment. So. Well, no, you just get, you just leave the boxes at his graveside. You, you know, yeah, the, you know the story. That, you know, like that whole thing about the watcher, that like that house in New Jersey that like was being watched. I yeah. wanted to leave a letter like that, okay, to the kids, to his to his kids that got the house, and I know his kids, and I wanted to leave a letter. Uh, and my wife's like, no, now you're now that's harassment, and now you'll probably get arrested for doing that because it it could be it could seem threatening. I'm like. No, it's coming from the watcher. It's not coming from me. And I was going to write it in crayon and everything. Oh my god, yeah. that's one is... of the better ones. That's one of like the the the, the better ones. Zarian is like petty revenge man. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Yeah, I respect it so much. Honestly, yeah. I do. I hope my kids aren't watching because they're gonna now try to mastermind some of these plans. They ain't watching. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? We, we could just do this. I'm a monster. Yeah, I'm a monster. Jer- Jeremy's friend on the show does it. What's wrong with us doing it? It's like, <laughs> don't follow in Andrew's Andrew's no, no, footsteps. No, okay? no, you, you, you know, the, the, the mess up thing. My kids act just like me. My kids are exactly <laughs> like me. I agree. And then I have to be like, no, 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 it's okay when I do it, but not when you do it, okay? <laughs> when you're an adult, you could do all these things. <laughs> oh, oh god. my gosh. When oh. they turn when they turn 18, it's game over. They're just gonna be menaces more so than now. Yeah, yeah. They know I'm out of my mind. Especially my <laughs> daughter. My daughter is exactly me, and she's a, 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 a freaking lunatic. She's really <laughs> nuts. My son is the sweetest boy in the world. My daughter is me just wait <laughs> give it give him a few more years and you'll be tur- you'll be changing that tale uh i, I wanted to say sweet he he my they're, they're very different characters these two very different um like modern family type of thing yeah yeah kind of yeah kind of like modern family <laughs> a more villainous dump dumfries dumfies that's what <laughs> the Zarians are Oh my god! Anyway, uh, yeah, the 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 scoops thing is always funny to me because whenever someone's like, you, you know, Kayfabus, I'm like, I got no one to talk to, and they're like, you literally like sit in front of a camera with a microphone for hours on end and talk about this stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, I mean like no one important to say to. Yeah, and, I, they just, they, and they're like, that is a valid point, and then we yeah. talk. I make vague allusions to things, and then I end up correct, and then people are like, oh, did Jeremy actually know something? Yes, I did everybody that's why i'm always correct well actually you know a ton you know you know a tremendous amount and i don't think people know how much you know well largely i'm just bullshitting and it happens to come true but that's also true that i do know things and i but like i don't report any of it because i don't want to i don't want my name attached to this you you dealt with it zarian i see sean deal with it all the time i see dave deal with it all the time like it's crazy i don't want these idiots messing with me and everything so i'll just i got i got sucked into it i it was a moment of weakness mm-hmm. i always i always say like well sean's engaging i don't know why he like in my mind you know like i'm like yeah. ah sean shouldn't engage you know what i get it now sometimes you just it's so dumb you have to say something yeah i i don't i don't want any of these people after me so i just act like i'm saying it is like oh it's a prediction not a spoiler and yeah. then it turns out to to be a spoiler <laughs> meanwhile i'm all about spoilers everyone just just do the spoiling Tell me everything. 
oh yeah, I want to know these things, but I, I won't actually like report it. I'll just say, hey, maybe this will happen. And then it just comes comes true. And then I look back and then I'm like, ah, see, I knew something. Maybe people will pay attention to the show at some point, considering we get scoopsters like Andrew Zarian and Sean Ross Sapp just popping in randomly. And um, also, we are we also give scoops once in a while. Or we yeah. just... Or we just talk out the scenarios that end up happening on the show. Or, or sometimes certain people, uh, uh, wrestling promotion owners, contact me and say, what was said on, on that on a podcast? That's, that's what I'm saying. We, we talked about this earlier. Is like, yeah, I Vince was up- so mad. Vince was so upset with me. He's like, he's like what did you say on, on, on In the Weeds? <laughs> ha, they're making fun of, they're making fun of what, yeah. my, my, my reference here. Ha. Did you see my face on the show? I'm very popular every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Damn. Uh, I'm up early at the gym. Hey, I got a question. Do you know when that Netflix documentary is coming out? Uh, didn't enough? Dave say like he just recorded something? Yeah, he said sooner. He said soon. Uh, Bill, I'm sure Bill Simmons will give an update on his podcast that I'll have to listen to uh, at some point. So I'm intrigued by that because I wonder how, like, what? How is it going to be presented? Is it going to be? like a network style, very safe version, or are they going to kind of get in the weeds? I that's think, us, by the way, that's us. Oh, that's I you think, guys. Sorry. I think it'll be both in that they actually will touch on stuff that I think a lot of people kind of expect and they actually will dig a little bit. But I also think people are going to come away disappointed of just like, Oh, they could have done more on this. Bless David Bixen span. He's great. He's going to be like, that was wrong. That was wrong. They could have taught. They could have done this. They could have done that. Bix knows everything about this shit. There will like, be, I wasn't interviewed for it. So there will like, be so many pieces about the bullshit, and it's going to be yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, Bix did did a great kind of a couple of years ago about the steroid trial. He really. Didn't well, he do do that? Bix yep. is Bix is great. Like he digs into like all of this stuff. Yeah. And like honestly, if he is not Thank God he right likes now, me. Thank God Bix <laughs> likes me. He doesn't like me anymore, but that's okay. Yeah. Really? Bix he doesn't like you anymore? I really, really didn't like him. I'm not I'm not the biggest Ryan Satin fan in the world, but there was wow. the the photo that Ryan took with his now wife going to the church in Vegas and they, they did the triple oh, right, yeah. and that got people getting weird. And Bix was one of those. And I was like, just let him be happy and be a wrestling fan. Like, what do you have to, what, why do you give a shit? And I guess that was Bix's like, I'm blocking everyone moment. And I just like, all right, sure. Whatever. That's why I don't respond to any of that. It was just one of those days where I'm just seeing everyone get friggin' weird about dudes wanting to be not just like not guys, but like people wanting yeah. to be happy that they, they found their person and that they're getting married, whatever. It's like, let them have their shtick. Like, who gives a shit? They're not hurting. Listen, also, you don't like. You also don't know the sense of humor that people have with each other. You know, like yeah, exactly. I, I say, my wife says some. Have you met my wife, Joel? Have I have you met not. Jess. No, not yet. Oh, when you meet her, you you'll get it. <laughs> I'm coming over to stay at your house this weekend. That's what I'm going to do. Well, you know what's funny? Chauncey Hayden from the Howard Stern Show is supposed to be staying at my house this weekend. Well, uh, no, and I don't have room for him. <laughs> I don't have room for him. Find room and then find room for me too. Actually, uh, maybe I should talk to you about. It. I think you may be making a trip here soon. Oh, we talked about this, and it, it comes down to timing. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yes. Well, I I assume Bix doesn't like me. I assume that uh, Ryan Satin doesn't like me either. I just assume all these people dislike me. It's much easier. I don't know. To I, I yeah, my whole thing is like. 
your internet presence, you know, whoever it is, your internet presence is your internet presence. You could, I portray myself as a pretty sane person on Twitter. I'm very dry. Like I'm not, if you have a couple of drinks, it's a whole different person. You can't base who I am based on Twitter. I can't base, you know, Joel or you or, or Sean based on Twitter. And uh, somebody messaged me, he's like, he's like, how are you friends with Sean? I'm like, at, to be honest with you, out of any every person in wrestling, right? And I and I'm on the Observer, and I and I know Brian for years, and I know all these people. There was no other person that allowed me to have credibility than Sean, because Sean was the one when I started putting the stuff out. He said, "No, Zarian knows what he's talking about." I talked to him all the time. Like he regularly does that with me. So I'm like, he's been fantastic. He could be a gatekeeper. He could keep that door closed and not get involved. Or, or be competitive in any way, but he was open and, and honest. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm always on Fightful shows because I, I really appreciate what you guys have done over there. Well, congratulations because you are the new co host full time. Oh, thank you. Leads. Oh, thank you. Wow. Is he is done? Me. He left. <laughs> He's just like contractual obligations fulfilled. We're not doing an AW Dynamite preview. We're just going to go home. I assume he'll either lost power or his internet crapped out. <laughs> but but it's true i mean it's how can you be friends with sean how can i be i mean but i'm friends with everybody like i don't have enemies with the journalists like there's nothing there's not one person that i i have a specific problem even some of your the people that are very disliked that cover professional wrestling and media you and i have had these conversations before we have i have i don't I, i like I'm not attacking anybody because there's nothing personally taken against me. Like if you have a bad take, okay, I can't, I'm not going to bury you on the internet because just because you have a bad take, you know what? There is a lot of stuff that I don't like, and I'm sure people will consider a bad take. Right. Um, like being I a stern just, fan. Like being a stern fan. I mean, I haven't listened to Howard for, for a decade now because he's absolutely terrible now. Oh, I he's thought a it was shadow of the person that he was. I thought it was just because you don't have uh you don't have the the, the thing the uh the, the uh, serious xm no i couldn't listen to it anymore it became so it became terrible I, you know great. what i do actually i listen to his old stuff i was listening to him from 90, 98 99 when he was getting his divorce i listened to that for three hours yesterday good lord that's a lot of listening to howard stern well i just keep it on in the background that just that's what people do with us yeah <laughs> jeremy, jeremy is coming back by the way he, he told me why if he wants to tell everyone why his why he popped off he will but uh he's coming right back and then we'll do a dynamite preview and we'll gtfo because we're we're over time okay we're over time we're leaving guys we're leaving we're just gonna leave and jeremy's gonna come back on his own and just like what, what happened and then say we got a great show aw dynamite and he'll do the, the gimmick yeah you're being asked hey do you do a good tk impersonation uh, I, that's our dynamite preview um i did the other day and i put on my wife's hat and her glasses and i did the scrum the other day and i had uh i had please, please tell me had, you're wearing clothes you know i this isn't a weird sex thing no 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 it was not a weird sex thing but you know what it, it could be oh no it could be uh and i just had her ask me the most nonchalant simple questions like rich did andrew how does it feel to be how, tony how does it feel uh to be a wrestling fan in you know 2023 you know like i just had her ask me random questions like that very simple nice easy questions yeah, and then you got to spend twenty minutes promoting the product. Yeah, and I kept saying how everything is fantastic. We were uh, we were just promoting Andrew Zarian to new full time uh, co hosts on the show because 
Jeremy had, you know, you left us and I didn't know what had happened until you told me. And then he was asked if he has a good DK impersonation. And here we are. Uh, what happened was, I don't even remember what, what we were talking about. Oh, the, the people who don't like me just cut the internet, basically. <laughs> what happened. You know what? Tony's a good guy, too. I've never had a problem with Tony Khan. Oh, sorry. That was a silence. that's not a silence is deafening thing. That was a yeah. That's true. He's fine. Yeah. Like he's fine. I don't. I don't understand. I yeah. Yeah, it's fine. And again, like personalities don't always mesh. But like that doesn't mean you dislike a person. It just means I want to see. I want to see Jim Cornette, Tony Khan, and give me another one in the room. Sean, there you go. Sean you know what we Sapp. call this in the business. We call this a rag sheet. Observe this, brother. Observe this, brother. I was there for that promo. I was at, yes, that was uh, World War III, took place at Norfolk Scope. I'm, uh, this was 96, no, 95. So my math is terrible. I'm like, I'm like eight Mm. years old at this point. No idea what was happening. It would have been great if when Triple H rolled up in the tank, he's like, well, I guess we're late for. World War Three. <laughs> that was years later, though. That I know he was late. That's the joke, <laughs> Sean. I was putting you over before. Where are you? Yeah, he's a mensch. Sean's really a mensch. So that's why Sean came back. <laughs> Sean came back. Yeah, you heard his name. Just like when someone says "observer," you have to uh, show up. When that's somebody phrases terrible. Whenever someone praises Sean, Sean has to come back too. I, I gotta say, whenever you know the first time or two I called a mensch, I was like, "You wouldn't say that to my face," and then I realized <laughs> it's a compliment. No, it's well, true. Well, I wouldn't well, say it to your face. That's good. Yeah, it's very New York. We mix the Italian and the Jewish and the yeah. and the Yiddish. Oh, same so same on. as Kentucky. We do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what is your version of mensch in uh, in Kentucky? Um, you know, I, I don't know if we have one, but a word that reemerged recently that we used to say in school all the time. He's stout. He's that was that was stout. one like because the reality is when you're a kid, you don't really know who can fight. You have no concept of that. Like you don't realize that quite literally anybody on a wrestling team could beat up everybody else. You just look at somebody and you think that they're strong and you go, they're stout. That's about it. <laughs> So maybe that one. I've never heard stout. Yeah, to, stout. Uh, just, just the beer. I mean, like I, I've heard the word, but like to to describe, you know. Like Are you all familiar with Fortune Feimster? Yes, no. the comedian. Yes. She yes. did a stand-up where she said that her uncle called her stout when she was younger, and she goes, "Thank you, not a compliment." <laughs> <laughs> or, or we called them a Billy badass. There was that one. Billy Which would be shortened to just Billy as a, uh, yeah. He's I've never Billy. been to Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, it's Lexington is nice. Northern Kentucky is nice. If you go to Cincinnati, you have to be in Kentucky. You've got to fly through Northern Kentucky to get there. You can throw a rock from Cincinnati and hit Kentucky, can't you? I mean, Adam Dunn quite literally hit a baseball yeah. into Kentucky. Exactly. Exactly. Because it, it hit the river and the river is Kentucky property. It belongs to Kentucky. It does. Now that's how wars start. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, there's. Sir. I think there are places where you have to have an Indiana fishing license to fish in the Ohio River 
while you're in Kentucky, I think. I think that's that was the one of the weird loopholes of our tri-state area. This all sounds awful. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I don't fish, so I just buy smoked salmon stacks from our great friends at uh, Grounded All Day Cafe. If they were great friends, they'd be sponsoring this show right now. You realize that. It would be, but they just started, so I'm not going to put that pressure on them. If they so want to give me free food. Listen, I'm I'm here for it. We also just started. We're 118 episodes in. Let's go. It's true. I mean, there are certainly some some breakfast joints that should be sending me free food at this point for the <laughs> the at least one person that is watching from Kentucky right now. <laughs> Pulled at up least. the analytics and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mean, listen, so many people use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Though, how could we really tell? Right. That's fair. Yeah. Hey, we're being asked, is this episode going to lead straight into the hump at this rate? We might if we're careful. Yeah, I'm setting up the hump right now. That's the only reason I was back on StreamYard, actually. That would do it. I was wondering what brought you back here. You gotta go another three hours? I do not want to do that. I, first of all, have yeah. to use the bathroom. And second of all, I would like to eat something today. Before. What, you gotta take a big shit? No, no. Not <laughs> after I eat something. Maybe it's chili. Okay. Put some eggs I'm on just some asking. rice. No, I know. Just, just, you know, put some eggs on some rice. That's what I'll do. Anyway. All right. I well, should work. I should get some work done. Eh, eh, hopefully over. not. We Nobody knows what I do. Nobody knows what I do. I mean, I just had thermostat behind you, like really. No, crazy. that's my security gate. That's my. Oh. Uh, that's my. I gotta buzz people in. Oh, okay, <laughs> that, that's the job. He literally just gets paid to press the button <laughs> to buzz people that's in. A, here, hold on, let's see. <laughs> Nothing at the happened. gate. No. no. Oh, okay. Nobody's at the gate. Nothing. I was hoping you, this whole building would blow and it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's, that would have been the perfect exit if you had just. Like, <laughs> what a, what a great exit! See you guys later. Boop. <laughs> we're I, you know what you could lead into the hump next monday because i'm doing the hump on monday that's right yeah that'll be fun we I, probably I fly out wednesday is it still at three probably until jimmy cancels on me we have we have a guest on on monday's show that's i believe right. that's january 22nd yes uh, a man that i don't know if you've actually had on your show before sean do you know a who man is? who is or... a bigger ratings draw than you and you're do a big you know rating I, I bet i do who do you think it is? I don't know. Oh, uh, a man I got heat with actually. Wow, are you gonna tell me? Mansoor is gonna be on the show. God damn it! I literally, <laughs> I mean this. I just said to him, if we can't do our interview in Tampa, I see that he's booked for Squared Circle Expo, but I don't want to wait that long. So we were trying to do it in person, but the morning that he's able to do it, I've got to do a two K thing. And then drive straight to the airport to leave Tampa because I'm not staying for the rumble. I'm, I'm hitting the bricks. But if my plane gets delayed one time, I'm immediately leaving and driving straight to the venue and hitting up uh, whoever it is that booked my flight and saying, get me on another one. Because I'm not going to risk missing the Royal Rumble because I got to fly to Cincinnati from Tampa and then mm-hmm. drive home. How far is the drive? Like an hour and a half. Like not, not too bad. About an hour is, it, is it every time you fly out is like that? No, I mean, sometimes I get Lexington. Like, I get Lexington to uh, Philly and to Charlotte, then to Greensboro. So after Revolution, I'll get off the plane, like, you know, a, a minute a minute to the, the parking lot, and then 10 minutes later, I'm home. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's the key. That's, the, that's one of the perks, one of the few perks of living where I live. Yeah. I'm 15 minutes from the airport. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, that, I pushed for the closing of my house to move up a week so I could fly in and out of Lexington for WrestleMania and go straight home. That's what I, what I needed to do. But you, uh, if you see uh top dollar, AJ Francis in Tampa, let, let him know he's a coward for not. Yeah, he battle me in Vegas. Yeah. He okay, he has the the contract to battle rap me and nothing, no response. We had plans. Mm. Where are you at, AJ? You too busy funny. getting too busy dealing with Cheez-Its, huh? Yeah. Getting that Joe Hendry video was very good. It was very funny. It was very good. Oh, I was gonna smoke that Joe Hendry video too with my with the bars. I was gonna drop an old. Do you top mean dollar. like the smoked salmon that I got on my smoked salmon sack? Grounded <laughs> all day cafe. Much better than the the old school coffee joint that that is under poor ownership. I don't want to. I don't want to bury them. It's actually a nice place. I just had to think of a place, and I've actually gone there so much that. Um, Let's well, bury big companies. Like let's just call it like Dunkin' Donuts or something. Let's call they it suck. Like, they really yeah. suck. Uh, here's a little Lexington Airport story for you. Never fall for the Dunkin' Donuts. You get there, it's the only quick restaurant. Don't fall for it. It's bad. It's bad every single time. It's never getting better. If you went there a couple of years ago and you think, well, surely they've got they've got everything settled by now. They don't. It's bad. It's always bad. It's never going to be bad or it's never going to be good. Don't don't ever fall for it. Just like again, just like Jody Threat said on, on our show, right? Tim's is garbage. Duncan's garbage. It's the garbage. Coffee is garbage. Don't drink so, the garbage coffee. After Royal Rumble 2022, which is horrible. I feel like, gosh, who all was around? It was me, Corey, Cher, Issa, um, Will, Phil, Reg, I think were there too. And we all had Papa John's pizza. And at that moment, it was very, very good. And then somebody said, and they said, Papa John's is never good. It's only available. And I said, ah, that is, that is accurate. Yes. And at that moment, it was, it was very available and we, we needed it a lot. I had Papa John's on Sunday. Oh, it was delicious. Shout out to the time (laughs) after the the Minneapolis full gear where the scrum went forever. And I knew nothing was going to be open. Bless Demon Diva and Cher Delaware as they waited in the lobby of the hotel that all of us were staying at. And they had uh, half a pizza left for me and had to endure two cowboys hitting on them. Because there was a George Strait concert that was also the same <laughs> night. Wait, so, I've seen this movie. so keep in mind, at that show, there was a disproportionate number of Hangman Page cosplayers because of his angle that was going on. So at the time, I was just like, oh, they found a couple wrestling fans dressed as Hangman Page. <laughs> One of them had four fingers. That was a thing. Um, yeah, I don't think shame. But yeah, they they endured some cowboys uh, in order to to help me eat, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> We're not going to finger shame these cowboys here, Sean. Just no, of- absolutely not. Whoa, 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 whoa! What'd you just say? No, no, finger shame, finger okay. shame. Yeah, we don't finger cowboys either. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, I, I gotta go. I gotta get some work. I gotta right. get some work done. Yeah, yeah I'm getting out of here now. Bye. <laughs> All right, we got a dynamite preview. Bizarian. All right, everybody just left at once. Thank God, because we have to do a dynamite. Preview. We just talk about finger blasting cowboys, and everybody's like, "All right, that's my cue to get out of here." If it was that easy, everyone would do it. Finger bang bang, bang bang bang. <laughs> I'm glad you're my bang, bang you into my life. 
girl, you like the finger banging, that's all right. Sadly, I know the lyrics of this whole song. You would, though. That's the one thing. Oh, that's, that's one of my awesome. favorite episodes. It's so good. It's oh, so God. good. All right. Let's, let's, let's do the Dynamite preview. Oh, I got to be honest with you, Joel. My, uh, I got a little bit of a sore throat. Um, then, then we just have to, I'll just tell you what the matches are and that'll be it. We got to, we got to get to the bit, huh? Deliver what the people want. Got to give them Joel what, Pearl. yeah, got to give the people what they want. Speaking of finger banging, Joel Pearl, we got the ROH six man tag team titles on the line as the Bullet Club Gold, the Gun Club, Austin Gun, Colton Gun, and Jay White challenge the mogul embassy brian cage bishop Khan, and toa leona for the roh six man tag team titles live tonight win 8 p.m eastern where aew dynamite on tbs tonight 8 p.m eastern aw dynamite tbs you will see the six man roh tag team titles on the line as bullet club gold the guns and jay white take on the mogul embassy brian cage and the gates of agony all of that plus Diana Perrazzo, she is back. It's not her AEW Dynamite debut. She's actually been on AEW Dynamite and wrestled a match before on AEW Dynamite. I know that because I checked Cage Match. It was a great match. One of the highest rated Diana Perrazzo matches ever on AEW Dynamite on Cage Match and in the Nielsen ratings. She will be back on Dynamite tonight to take on Anna Jay and Timeless Tony Storm, the AEW Women's Champion, will be on commentary for the match. You can hear Timeless Tony Storm live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, AEW Dynamite on TBS. Yes. I'm I feel a little bad for Anna Jay. You gave her a big win, and now she's about to eat two losses in a row in title contention style matches. Why did we do this to Anna Jay and not literally any other woman on the roster? That's a great question, Joel. Anna Jay is one of the top stars we have in the women's division. And she just is, was coming off a great victory last week on Dynamite in honor of the late, great Brody Lee, the greatest AEW TNT champion of all time. We want to continue to showcase Anna Jay and all her great improvements that she's made in AEW. She's one of the top homegrown stars in AEW. And this is a big match for her against Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, it's a little insulting that you think she's going to lose this match. This is a big chance for Anna Jay to insert herself right back into the title picture against Deanna Perrazzo. Yes, Joel. Didn't she just have a TBS championship match on Battle of the Boards and she lost? That's a great question, Joel. She did. It was a great match. She had a great showing against Julia Hart, and she really proved herself that she should be in this spot against Diana Perrazzo. And you're going to want to tune in to see who wins this match. And the only way to tune in is AEW Dynamite Live, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, Joel! Okay, but she lost, and Diana Perrazzo is going after Timeless Tony Storm, who's on commentary. So one could be led to believe that NJ shouldn't really be running for contention of the AEW Women's Championship, given the fact that she just lost a title match to Julia Hart for the TBS Championship. That's a great question, Joel, but here's the thing. If Anna well, Jay wins, she's going to put herself right back in the title picture against Diana Perrazzo. Can she defeat Diana Perrazzo? The only way to know is to tune in live 8 p.m. Eastern AEW Dynamite. Diana Perrazzo, not her Dynamite debut. Not her Dynamite debut. Anna Jay coming off a tremendous showing against Julia Hart, coming off a win last week in the eight women tag team match. Timeless Tony Storm, the AEW Women's Champion, on commentary. You won't want to miss this match. The only way to watch this match, 
Tune in live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, AEW Dynamite on TBS for this fantastic women's match. We also have the AEW TNT Championship on the line as Christian Cage defends against Dustin Rhodes. This is going to be a great matchup. Christian Cage looking to continue his tremendous run as AEW TNT Champion Dustin Rhodes coming off a big victory over Willie Mack on collision. Can Dustin Rhodes continue this momentum and defeat Christian Cage and take the the AEW TNT Championship? The only way to find out is to tune in live tonight, AEW Dynamite. APM Eastern, TBS, Christian Cage defending the AEW TNT Championship. All of that, plus we're going to hear from the Young Bucks. Matt and Dick Jackson are back on AEW Dynamite, and you're going to hear from them live tonight at 8pm Eastern on TBS, on AEW Dynamite. They showed up at the end of last week as Sting, the great Sting, one of the greatest legends in all of the the sports, undefeated in AEW, an icon in AEW, an icon in wrestling. He's gearing up for his last match at AEW Revolution, which is on pay-per-view March 3rd. But before we get to AEW Revolution, we're live tonight, AEW Dynamite, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, and we're going to hear what the Young Bucks have to say after they confronted Sting and Darby Allen last week at AEW Dynamite Homecoming in at Daly's Place. We are not at Daly's Place tonight. We're in North Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina, a great home to Sting throughout his career. He's had a lot of great matches in Charleston, South Carolina, North Charleston, South Carolina. We don't know if he's going to be on the show tonight, but we do know who's going to be on the show tonight. The Young Bucks. We're going to hear from the Young Bucks. 8 p.m. Eastern Live, AEW TBS. AEW Dynamite on TBS, great home for AEW, TBS, and Turner Networks, all of that, and the main event of the evening, Samoa Joe making his first defense of the AEW world title, Samoa Joe, he's going to take on Hook, who is 29-1 in AEW, he's earned this title shot, Hook has been on a tremendous run in AEW, can you name five Hook wins, hell yes you can, he has defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he has defeated Big Bill, he has defeated Wheeler Yuta, he has defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he has also defeated Ricky Starks, Hook, Hook is going to be on AEW Dynamite live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. We're going to send Hook. Remember that? Remember when we sent Hook? Send Hook. Who said that first? Doesn't matter. That guy's not here anymore. Send Hook. Send him to Samoa Joe live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, AEW Dynamite on TBS. It's going to be Hook challenging Samoa Joe for the for the AEW World Championship. The only way to watch it is to tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern live TBS AEW Dynamite Samoa Joe against Hook, a very worthy contender for the AEW World Championship against Samoa Joe. You won't want to miss this match. Everybody, make sure to log on to Cage Match like 12 hours later because they've like banned stuff and everything. Don't mention Shawn Michaels. That word's banned. Don't mention Triple H, also banned. WWE, NXT, those words are banned. But let everyone know how much you enjoyed this show. Let everyone know how much you enjoyed Samoa Joe against Hook. Let everyone know and show off how proud you are to be a fan of AEW because none of this is possible. AEW Dynamite on TBS is not possible without what? Without who? All the great fans at AEW, you make all of this possible, and we respect you, and we appreciate you so much. There's a double standard when it comes to AEW. To be AEW is to be constantly under attack. 
You want to attack the networks tonight. You want to attack the networks by watching TBS. You want to attack the networks by watching AEW Dynamite live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS, AEW Dynamite. Thank you to all the great fans at AEW. Justified, this is awesome, Chance. Which which Suicide Squad character will Cook be dressed up as? And will it be the Batman? Because he'll have the bat hook signal. And will he win the AEW World Championship? The only way to find out is to tune in live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. It will not be Suicide Squad leading us in. It will be the Big Bang Theory right after you see if Sheldon scores with that. Who knows? I don't know who Sheldon's going after. It's not young Sheldon. This is older Sheldon. After you get all of your great information, like the flag show, that's a thing that happens on the Big Bang Theory. After you watch all of that, Watch AEW Dynamite live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. Uh, Amy Farrah Fowler is, the, is the, 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 the name of the character she plays. Anything to promote other than Dynamite? We're past that. I'm so, I can't speak. Wonderful. We drop content on this channel every day. Jeremy just owned himself. He played himself. I am Hatchel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We're back on Friday. We'll talk about Dynamite and every other thing under the wrestling umbrella. Today was all over the place because that's just what we do. But we caught up in good time. So uh, go ahead. Leave a thumbs up. And, of course, subscribe to the channel. And, uh, yeah, I am Hatchel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, I am so... Big Bang Theory, your way to AEW Dynamite live tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. Big Bang Finger Bang Bang Gang Theory live. 8 p.m. Eastern. AEW Dynamite. TBS. Watch it. Samoa Joe against Hook. Thank you to all the great AEW fans. We'll see you in the next one if Jeremy can talk.